This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. All right, today's Tuesday. It's August 18th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. An hours-long standoff in Delaware County where a man on a roof with a cinder block tied around his neck doused himself in gasoline as homes burned next door has come to an end, police said. He was taken into custody at 3 a.m. Tuesday. First responders wheeled the man away after a nearly five-hour-long standoff in the area of Delmar Drive and Windsor Avenue in Falcroft. The man was last seen on the roof with a rope and a cinder block tied around his neck. Jeez. He could be heard swearing while uh, pacing back and forth. There's no need to curse. Fulcroft. <laughs> Fulcroft, please. I mean, I mean some civility, yeah, please. please. Kids in the area. Fulcroft Police Chief Bill Blair said the man is possibly in his mid-30s. He said that the incident started as a fire called about 10 p.m. on Monday. Firefighters were able to put out the flames, but then officers saw the man in the back on the roof. The chief said the fire started up again while police were trying to get the man off of the roof. Officers laid an airbag on the ground in case he decided to jump. The SWAT unit managed to use beanbag rounds to knock the man down after hours of negotiating. At least one home burned and others suffered water damage, according to officials. Bayer said firefighters had to deal with trying to lower high levels of carbon monoxide in neighboring homes because of the smoke after the fire. I think it takes, it, and obviously it takes some sort of patience to be one of these people that tries to negotiate. negotiate. Oh, oh yeah. After five hours, just sure. jump. Yeah. Oh my God, after five minutes, I'd be yeah. like, you know what, I'm done with this guy. Oh I my gotta God, go. yeah. That's why they train these people. <laughs> yeah. It's By like way, best in show, Preston. With I you. was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I will gouge <laughs> rear high out with this snow, I swear to God. Uh, I could when I'm watching the footage of this guy, and clearly he's got some, you know, some mental That's issues. Right. But yeah. I couldn't help but think about uh, the movie Old School, where they're all standing on the roof, yeah. <laughs> tied to their junk, block tied to their nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's wow. a risky proposition. Chief Barris said a slew of charges, including arson, are pending against the man. The man will also need to undergo a mental evaluation. City officials have told homeless people in two encampments in Philadelphia, one of them on the Ben Franklin Parkway, to leave by Tuesday morning, saying they believe further negotiations with encampment leaders would be fruitless. The city posted a notice Monday saying people at the Parkway and Ridge Avenue encampments need to pack up and leave by 9 a.m. on Tuesday. The tent encampment on a baseball field on the Parkway, which began on June 10th and grew to an estimated 100 to 150 people, was originally slated to close on July 10th, but Mayor Jim Kenney postponed the actions in hopes of reaching a a resolution. Kenney said Monday, however, after weeks of face-to-face discussions, he had concluded that further negotiations would do no good. He said the encampment leader's demands kept shifting and some of their demands are out of the city's control or unachievable in the time that they demand. So they need to be out today uh, by 9 a.m. Up to 300 Pizza Hut restaurants will be closed. Most of them dine-in locations not well suited for carry-out and delivery at a time when millions of people are sheltering and eating at home. Pizza sales have exploded during the pandemic. Domino's last month reported 30% spike in quarterly profits. On Monday, it said that it was hiring more than 20,000 people to handle surging orders. Franchisee NPC International said Monday in documents filed in bankruptcy court that it had come to an agreement with Pizza Hut to close hundreds of locations. NPC will also be putting the remaining 927 Pizza Hut locations up for sale. Uh, The franchisee, which also operates nearly 400 Wendy's restaurants, filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy protection in early July. In sports this morning...
The Sixers lost to the Boston Celtics 109-101 to in Game 1 of their first-round series what in the, the NBA playoffs last night. Jason Tatum had career playoff highs of 32 points and 13 rebounds. Joel Embiid had 26 points and 16 rebounds. And Josh Richardson and Alec Burks added 18 points for the Sixers, who couldn't hold on to the lead in the fourth quarter. Game 2 is tomorrow night, and tip-off is scheduled for 6.30. The Flyers, who lead their first-round series against the Montreal Canadiens, two games to one, are back in action this afternoon with Game 4 in Toronto. The puck is set to drop at 3 o'clock. Coming off their three-game sweep of the New York Mets, the Phillies, had a rare day off yesterday and are back in action tonight with a game at Fenway Park against the Boston Red Sox. Zach Eflin will get the start for the Phillies. Game time is set for 7.30. And the Eagles returned to the NoCare Center for the first padded practice of training camp yesterday. Unfortunately, defensive linemen Jason Hargrave and Derek Barnett are both out indefinitely with injuries. Hargrave is listed as out for multiple weeks with an upper body injury, which could include the scheduled season opener on September 13th in Washington. Barnett, the fourth-year defensive end, is listed by the team as week to week with a lower body injury and that's what i have for you this morning all right thank you kathy and look the family's all back together again in full force it's a wonderful thing welcome back we had some staggered vacations but now we are here together yeah and one big bundle of love (laughs) and uh and uh kathy has had her sex change operation yes she has no, her voice is noticeably. What do you mean? Noticeably just, lower. Just don't even worry about Matthew. Just point to me, hand me the lines, and, and I, I can go it. with it. Yeah. yeah. Got like a sinus infection or something? Uh, like yeah, I think it's like a bad summer cold and yeah. turned into a sinus infection. And yeah, super fun. Isn't it though? <laughs> yeah. I, you know, it, it's, I, it's been a couple of years, I think, uh, since I've had. That summer cold. That summer cold sucks, man. Uh, they, yeah. They're horrible, especially yeah. since, you know, obviously the, the drive is to get out and enjoy the summer. Yeah. And you're yeah. just, you, you can't do anything and you feel like crap. So. And it came on like, like right at the so beginning. quick. I, I was fine the night before. Woke up uh, two mornings or yesterday morning, uh, two mornings ago, and was like dead to the world. I'm like, Nailed what you. just happened overnight? <laughs> Well, hang in there, young buck. We've got some <laughs> stuff to get to. That's uh, right. I am a young buck. You are. You're young actually young. a dope. Thank you, Preston. Little ste- little so good to be st- back. Bringing your step. <laughs> All right, so we do have some things going on. We're going to start with our Word of the Week prize. Obviously, a short week for us this week. We're off on Monday. Uh, we have a Mermaid Spirits Distillery Basket with bottles of their products. And it's uh, over $100 in uh, distillery merch, including uh, logo pint glasses, uh, whiskey tasting glasses, a whole bunch of other stuff. So anyhow, it's a boozer's delight. So we'll give that away on Friday. You need a letter today for the word of the week. We will give that to you at the end of today's program. We also have a Tattoo Tuesday. Yes, that has returned. What the hell? Yeah. That is correct. So That's we great. have a chance for you to win a 350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And it's a pretty cool deal. You just text the word tattoo to 39333, and you might randomly be chosen for this $350 gift certificate to go out and get yourself some ink. That's that tattoo shop in Sky City, Preston. Uh, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. That is absolutely correct. Uh, You can check them on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos, and they are at 29 South Street in Philadelphia. So we have that to give away today, and tonight... The Struts are doing the live-in, drive-in, Citizens Bank Park. We will recap our event uh, yeah. on Sunday night with Burt Kreischer. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, at some point. Absolutely. But rest assured, they know what they're doing, man. It's mm-hmm. awesome. We had a great time. You're going to have a 
freaking wonderful time. So this morning we will have three separate opportunities. I'm going to spread it out a little bit. So we have uh, we have a nice uh, opportunity for people to win throughout the course of the morning a uh, a carload of tickets. So it's four people per car. Uh, so you and three friends get to go. Now the show is tonight, mind you. So just keep that in mind as we go through. Uh, tickets are on sale now and you can do them. You can get them at phillies.com slash driving. So that's what you want to do to get, or you can go to WMMR.com and we'll have a link right there because our, our good friends, the Struts, are playing the show tonight. And the weather's going to be great. Oh, if you It'll have a friend perfect. with a convertible, yes. Oh, convertible that's... or truck. Truck, yes. You, you got it. You have the perfect, perfect. setup for this. Uh, but we can attest that uh, that it's a great experience. So we'll have your chance to win that three times during the program. Like I said, I will spread those out. Uh, and our friends from Deets and Watson are stopping by today, so we'll make mention of that as well. So we have a lot going on as we get started on this Tuesday morning. Let's take a break, come back. We'll do the entertainment thing. You know how it works. So stay put. We will be back in just a moment as the sun is coming up. Preston and Steve Show. Preston and Steve, you can see them too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Steven Singer Jewelers Showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So the stupid question prize 24 karat dipped uh, gold rose from uh, Steven Singer Jewelers is what we will give away. And uh, pliers playing today. Uh, is playoff hockey continues, and I had a gentleman named John, John Hopkins, his name. Oh. Like John Hopkins University. Hospital, yeah. Or hospital, yeah. Um, had uh, sent me some some flyers trivia questions. Interesting. Okay, yeah. So I'll, I'll throw them out there every now and then. Uh, so I'm going to go with this. So the Broad Street Bullies, the name. Give me the newspaper where they debuted that name. All right. 215-263-WMMR was given in the 1972-73 Flyers uh, by uh, Jack Chevalier. Is that how you say oh, that, Nick? Did I get that yeah. right? Yeah, I believe so. And Peter Caffone. So uh, what was the name of the newspaper where they debuted that name? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. And I will go through some birthdays, a whole bunch of them today. As we uh, get ready for your answer, and let's see, today is Tuesday, August 18th. Uh, Rosalind Carter, the former first lady, is 93 years old today. 93. Yep. Husband has gone through, uh, uh, Jimmy has gone through brain, uh, surgery. brain surgery. Yeah. Keeps going. I mean, they whatever, they, peanuts. And, Eat peanuts, man. And still, like, goes out with the Habitat for Humanity and literally... Hammers nails and does all that stuff. Rosen said they bang twice a night. Holy. <laughs> Unbelievable. Wow. Peanuts, Peanuts. and sex. Man. All right. Rosen Cotter is 93. Dennis Leary uh, is 63 years old today. He just signed a big deal recently. He did. He's yeah. doing a whole bunch of series. Who is he producing for? I forget who, but he's got a number of series in the works. Yeah. Yeah. He's becoming a bit of a mogul. Uh, Martin Mull, the actor and comedian, is uh, 77 years old today. He was in the movie FM. He was. Okay. Yeah. I okay. Was one of the DJs. Thank God. <laughs> I was wondering why we were That's playing why this. Why a little steely dance this morning. Uh, yeah. He was in a lot of great stuff. Mr. Mom, Clue. Uh, was he What was he SCTV? No, he was Fernwood Tonight. Okay. And he was with Fred Willard. So Fred Willard yeah. was his Ed McMahon on that series. And he's uh, that movie Serial, though, if you haven't seen that in a long while, yeah, uh, it's hilarious. He's 77 yeah. today. Uh, Edward Norton, the actor, is uh, 51 years old today. Everything from Flight Club and Red Dragon, uh, The Hulk. Uh, I watched that movie that he directed, um, some, was it Brooklyn something, um, 
where he he has he has Tourette's. He's a private detective oh. with Tourette's. Okay, and it's, it's not. I didn't think it was that good. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, American History X. Outstanding, unbelievable! Movie. Yeah, a great party movie. Uh, wonderful, put it on. Nazi watch, party. Watch the laughs. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Robert Redford. Hey, yes. wait a minute. Yeah, he's hey. eighty-four. I had to double check. He's alive, right? Yes. Yeah. Robert Redford. He uh, hopes so. Eighty-four years old today. He was one of the actors. My grandmother suffered from dementia and Alzheimer's when she was, you know, when she was yeah. at the end of her life. And uh, every time my mom would walk, she lived with us, so my mom would walk in and check on her and all that. And every time my mom walked in, she'd go, "Oh, it's Robert Redford." <laughs> About your mom? My mom. Your mom wow. does sort of look like Robert Redford. When I first saw your mother, I thought, oh, my God, it's Jeremiah Johnson. There were a couple. Robert Redford was was one of them. Very interesting. Okay. Well, at least she was fixated on a, on a, a gorgeous hunk of a man. <laughs> yeah, your, your mom makes a beautiful man. Robert Redford is 84. Christian Slater, uh, like Edward Norton, turns uh, 51 years old today. There's been a show on, uh, maybe it's Me Too uh, or Me TV, Steve, lately. It's a movie, and it's him. He's dressed up like as, as a skater from the 90s, and Joe Pesci is wearing this long blonde wig. Does that ring a bell with anybody at all? I no. can't figure out what it is. It's Joe it's, Pesci it's a, it's a, a movie or, wind or a wig? series? I'm sorry. I, I think I said show, but it's a movie. Okay. And, and I, I, I keep floating past it. When, is it the Edgar Winter story? No, it's not Edgar Winter, but it's really bizarre, and I haven't. I just haven't gotten around to looking up what it no, actually is. No, that doesn't ring a bell. Nigga. I, right. I, I, I want to see this movie, though. It's really weird looking. Uh, Christian Slater, 51 today. Malcolm Jamal Warner. Oh! Who played? Theo! On- <laughs> Theo, can you make me a cake with a file in it? Don't ask any questions. Can't even get out for Kobe! <laughs> he could cook him a file in a burger Something. dog, right? Or, 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 a bacon burger dog, bacon yeah. burger dog. Uh, he turns 50 years old today. 50. I always liked Malcolm uh, Jamal Warner on that show. He's I one of my favorite well. characters on that show. And I really don't know, acting-wise, much what he did after Cosby. I'd have to look up his IMDb. I'm sure he's he still some works. stuff, yeah. Uh, I, what, is it possible he could have made enough money off the Cosby series? Oh, I don't know. To not have to work. Not sure. Uh, so happy 50th to him today. Uh, Francis Bean Cobain. Uh, daughter of Courtney Love and Kurt Cobain. She is 28 today. An oddly together person, like with all yeah. the volatility in her life. Yeah, she, you know, she just had a, a like relationships break up and stuff like that, and that makes the news. But for the most part, she seems to be doing well. Bob Woodruff, the anchorman, journalist, wounded in Iraq, uh, is 59 today. Yeah, he's got that show with his son Max on Netflix. Steve, did you? I know you had come across it. Did you end up watching it? I did, not, I did okay. not watch it. I've been watching this series with uh, Joe Pesci and a blonde wig. <laughs> it's, called, it's called Jimmy Hollywood. I, I looked it up. Oh, Jimmy. Him. Yes, I do yeah. remember it now, Nick. Yes. He's a, he's a failing actor, and oh. uh, he turns into like a detective or whatever. You know what's funny, Nick, is I see a text message that says, Yo, Nick, Jimmy Hollywood. I thought they were calling you Jimmy Hollywood because you had this oh. story of what's the up, streets. What's up, Jimmy Hollywood? Hey, hey, Jimmy Hollywood. Hey, Jimmy Hollywood. Hey, Jimmy Hollywood. Oh, well, he did live in L.A. for a little bit. It's my new nickname. Working for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Hey, Jimmy Hollywood. What's up, Jimmy Hollywood? Uh, I've never heard of that movie. I remember when it came out. It sufficed to say it was a huge bomb. Mm. Barry Levinson was the director. Holy crap. Well, uh, Bob Woodruff is 59 today. Andy Samberg, uh, SNL, and... Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the, uh, the uh, Lonely Palm Island. Palm Springs. Uh, and, yes. Oh, okay, yeah. And they're, they're, he, I believe in some way, I think he's one of the producers on the new MacGruber series. They actually did some... Uh, the, the Lonely Island guys 
did these Preston and Steve sweepers for us. Casey, can you see yeah, me in front yeah, of this? Yeah. Sweepers are these production elements that we use, uh, radio stations use, like in between songs right, right. or to uh, uh, to establish a, a radio show or a radio station. So we, we call them in the industry sweepers. This is was for um, Never Stop, Never Stopping, right? Yes. And they came in uh, to, uh, to for an interview, and they had pre-recorded these things for us, which was... Yeah. We didn't ask him That's to do it. That's the way you do it. it. So, you ready? Yeah. All right, here we go. You're hanging with Preston and Steve, the two wildest DJs in Philadelphia. All right, so that was one of them. That was kind of a straight one. They, they wanted to play a few of them for us. So, I don't know if Andy came up with these himself <laughs> or not, <laughs> but... No, who knows? Yeah. You're hanging with Preston and Steve, the two tallest DJs in Philadelphia. <laughs> All right, and Finn... Preston and Steve, the two tennis DJs in Philadelphia. <laughs> Alright, and then You're hanging with Preston and Steve, the two fattest DJs in Philadelphia. <laughs> Alright. Hold on. Your name was Preston, the coolest DJ in Philadelphia. And Steve. <laughs> and then the last one. Right. You're hanging with Preston. And Steve, the most charming and promiscuous man in Philadelphia. Guard your women. He's known to mix Viagra and cocaine. But don't worry, ladies, he's got a defibrillator in his backpack. Courtesy of Andy Samberg, the birthday boy. Yeah, love it. And his buddies to the Lonely Island. So happy 42nd. And then the last birthday I saw, I saved this one for last. The very wonderful, talented, beautiful, and awesome Caitlin Olsen. Oh! It's always sunny in Philadelphia. And she is uh, 45 years old today. So happy birthday. I spend so much. Actually, I'm embarrassed to say how much downtime I spend watching It's Always Sunny blooper reels from all the seasons. It's some of the funniest stuff, and her her outtakes are fantastic. She is fantastic. Happy birthday to everybody. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning, and it is a Flyers-related question. (laughs) What's happening over there? I'm knocking papers over. All right, so the Broad Street Bullies. Uh, give us the name of the newspaper where they debuted that name, 215-263-WMMR. I'm going to, it says here, Kevin G on the line. Yo, Kevin G. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, tell me the name of the paper where the Broad Street Bully's name was first uh, released. The Philadelphia Bulletin. Philadelphia Bulletin Yay! is correct. Today in the Philadelphia Bulletin. Hang on, Kevin. <laughs> We're going to set you up with a 24 karat gold dip rose from Stephen Singer Jewelers. Stephen Singer Jewelers showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut is now open for appointments only. And you can go to IHateStevenSinger.com to book your appointment today. All right, let's get into some of the stories. We're going to start with a uh, one on the heavier side. Oh, damn it. Rose McGowan. Accused Oscar-winning writer and director Alexander Payne of sexual misconduct. Uh, The 46-year-old said that the incident went down when she was 15 years old, and he was in his 20s. She had tweeted this out. She wrote, uh, Alexander Payne, you sat me down and played a softcore porn movie you directed for Showtime under a different name. I still remember your apartment in Silver Lake. You are very well endowed. You left me on a street corner afterwards. I was 15. And then she followed that up writing, I just want an acknowledgement and an apology I do not want to destroy. Now, this appears to match the incident she alluded to during February of 2018 in a conversation with Ronan Farrow, one of the journalists who helped bring multiple assault allegations against Hollywood stars to light. 
Uh, she had said, you told me, or I'm sorry, he was saying to her in the interview, uh, Ronan Farrow was, you told me that even before, long before Harvey Weinstein's incident, uh, you recounted to me that there was a statutory rape by a prominent man in Hollywood. And she said, yes, and I didn't process that until, and then she paused, she said, well, I'll get to him. And she didn't name the man at the time. Huh. Uh, she did say, though, uh, he took me home after he met me and showed me a soft porn movie he had made for Showtime under a different name, of course. And then he had sex with me, uh, she said, and then he left me next to Tropical in Silver Lake standing on a street corner. Um, McGowan, as many will recall, was one of the first uh, most vocal in the Me Too movement. Uh, she was also one of the first to come out with her story of rape at the hands of Harvey Weinstein, who has since been convicted and sentenced to prison for other sexual assaults and rapes. So we'll see if anything so, comes of this. She's been sticking with this, and she's she's brought a few other people along who have stories of this victimization. And so she they, she calls it pedo world now. If you know the you, that's their their take on it. That all these the she says it's fairly widespread that there's this sort of underage sex traffic stuff going on in Hollywood. I'm like, wow, because yeah, Payne is he did the Descendants, he did Nebraska. Uh, I think he did sideways as well. He's he's a he's a pretty heavy hitter. Is weighing in on the host character following allegations that she uh, watched over a toxic work environment. We all know that story. But the 51 year old said in a cover story for Mr. Warburton magazine that her words should be taken with a grain of salt. She said, "I haven't spoken to Ellen in years. Did they end uh, badly, or was I don't remember I don't how remember. that wrapped up? But she said, "I haven't spoken to Ellen in years. I'd listen to the people who have." Still, the Emmy winner did say that nearly uh, their nearly four-year relationship was, quote, a beautiful part of her life and that she wears with honor, but hinted that there might be something to the complaints. Uh, she said, if I'm standing someplace and I don't like what's going on there and I stay there, it's my fault. Um, and she said, so what are the actions that got me there and why can't I get out of it easily if that's not something that I want to be engaged in? Mm. Uh, she added that Ellen is standing where she walks and that is hers to continue, uh, that it is hers to continue that journey. So she's standing where she walks. I guess so. Okay. That doesn't make any sense. Anyhow, uh, <laughs> Ellen and I her- just wanted to know how one would do that unless maybe you're on one of those people movers at the airport. She and Ellen had dated from 97 to 2000. Now, she also spoke out about the considerable price that she had paid for being open about their relationship. Uh, she was pulled out of the premiere for the movie Volcano uh, simply for showing up with her. She oh, wow. said, Yeah, she said, I was told by Fox Studio executives that if I brought Ellen to the premiere, my contract would be terminated. What? I brought Ellen despite those threats, and we were escorted out of the theater before the lights came on by security and not allowed to attend the premiere party <laughs> because they did not want any photos of us together. For the movie Volcano. Yeah. Yeah. That's mm. ridiculous. Uh, she had supporters, though. Harrison Ford insisted on having her uh, co-star in Six Days, Seven Nights, and he had called her on the phone to say, and she said, quote, Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn who you're effing. Let's make the best romantic comedy anyone has ever seen. Alec Baldwin also demanded that she co-star on Broadway in 20th Century, in which Anne had received a 2004 Tony nomination for her role as Lily Garland. You know, she was in this movie, and I uh, every time I see her, I think about this movie she did with Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. We, oh, talked, we yeah. interviewed Ashton Kutcher. I defy someone to tell me that they weren't actually having sex in this movie because uh, I don't know how you could. Yeah, <laughs> did you? You guys oh, saw yeah. the clips? No, saw it was hot. It was super hot. Crazy hot. Yeah. Hey, Heish, by the way, who sees their openness, her and, and Ellen's openness at the time, 
uh, as paving the way to a more acceptable environment. Uh, she said, I'm proud to have been a part of a revolution that helped move equality forward, uh, but there's still work to do. I've paved this way for myself, and my honesty uh, had every single thing to do with it. Uh, I think every interaction we have should be whether or not we can look at and talk to other human beings with 100% respect. You've got to stand where you walk. Uh, my answer will always be yes. We have to agree that it's a possibility and that we all deserve it. And I remember at the time, and we've certainly come a long way since then, but, yeah, it was scandalous. You know, I mean, it was, at the time, it seemed that way, that they, or it was it an was anomaly that they were that open Open and about out. it. Yep. Uh, it was, was career-killing. Which is great. Yes. Uh, that that uh, things have progressed. So. so you saw that Ellen fired uh, three of her producers Mm-mm. off the show, like like the the upper upper chain of the Ellen Production Company. Okay, she let three people go. So she's I guess she's trying to reel it back in and take control. Yeah, it makes you wonder how much of it, you know, is. Listen, we've seen we've seen stars who who seem to be really nice people and, and aren't, and they're well. But no, what I was going to say is that their handlers, their management, oh. uh, behind the scenes will be, uh, you know, ruling with an iron fist. That's true. That's true. So that they and they they sort of do all the uh, all the crap, and they, they there's a plausible deniability with the celebrity. Yeah. So, but who knows? I, I, I don't, don't know. know. Yeah. Just stand where you walk. Prince William and Prince Harry are pretty much incommunicado these days, according to a royal scribe. Who's that? Uh, in, according to a royal scribe named Obed Scobie. Obed Scobie? Obed Scobie. <laughs> That's a uh, pretend name. No. The pair who have been struggling to communicate for a few <laughs> years completely cut ties with each other two months ago after Harry shared his plans to step down from his senior Royal role on social media. I want media. my son to get his ass kicked all throughout school. I'm going to name him Obed Scobie. Omid. Omid. Oh, Omid Scobie. Um, my bad. That's uh, and that makes it all better. Yes, right? much Omid better. Uh, their rift will take time to heal. Omid Scobie told the son. <laughs> <laughs> Omid Scobie co-wrote "Finding Freedom" with Carol uh, Carolyn Duran, a okay. largely sympathetic portrayal of Harry and his wife Meghan Markle's decision to move to the U.S. and leave their royal life behind. Uh, the sticking point, allegedly, is Harry's decision to go, quote, rogue and share his plans publicly without first getting approval from the family. You know who uh, who shares a birthday with Omid Scobie? No. Who? Our very own Casey Foster. Fourth of July birthdays. And Jackie wow. America. And yeah, Jen Jackie America. Bam Bam. And yeah. Bill Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, Harry and Meghan reportedly plonked down $14.6 million for an estate in Montecito. And the Telegraph reports that the pair could face a huge tax bill. Harry has spent 183 days in the U.S. over three years and officially uh, be will be considered a resident for tax purposes. Welcome to the party. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he'll also need to spill the beans on the details of his finances. Uh, it, according to this source, said the U.S. tax man is much more zealous than his U.K. counterpart. And for that reason, Harry will have to watch his step on the income that he generates. So where is that money coming from? I know they get an allotment from the royal family and they're taking care of a, a bit of the way with that. But what is the main source of their income? Don't know. Hmm. Do not know that. But speaking of income, 
Uh, Dia- uh, Diageo, is this how you say Diageo. this? Diageo. Diageo, thank you very much. Yeah, they own everything. Uh, well, they're the world's largest spirits maker, and they announced that they are buying Aviation American Gin, which is co-owned by Ryan Reynolds. Well, what's uh, Diageo for? Diageo appears to have a special affinity for Hollywood brands because they bought George Clooney, Randy Gerber, and Mike Meldman's Casamigos tequila brand for $700 million Jesus. with an additional $300 million based on performance. While Reynolds, Reynolds' deal falls short of the billion-dollar bet, it's still a sterling paycheck, $610 million total, depending on sales, with $335 million up front. Now, that doesn't mean that he gets all of that, I don't think. Well, he gets a lot of it. Uh, we, I would imagine so, he gets a chunk of it. He also retains an ownership interest. Stop and think about this. So George Clooney's bu- uh, booze had been out for years before that deal had been broken. Aviation Gin... As what two years? I don't know. I'm not sure the history of aviation. It's it's, it's relatively how new. How long it existed? Six hundred million dollars. We should create our own booze. <laughs> uh, Reynolds said a little over two years ago, I became an owner of Aviation Gym because I love the taste of aviation more than any other spirit. So I think it was around. He oh, was it? Okay, it. all right. Uh, what I didn't expect was the sheer creative joy learning a new industry uh, would bring. Growing the brand of my company, Maximum Effort Marketing, has been among the most fulfilling projects I've ever been involved with. I want to thank Diageo for their incredible team and passion. We're so excited for the next chapter of Aviation Gym, which I promise so, will require just a little reading, he said. So what's your what right now is your booze of choice? Uh, oh, bourbon. Okay, so drinking. we'll call it Pud Juice. Pud juice. Pud juice. Preston's pud juice bourbon. Okay. That'll sell so well. Pud yeah. juice. Right. Because it's got a quirky thing, you know, it's the what quirky you sensibility of pud juice. Yeah. Pud juice. And uh, yeah, no then guys. you sell it to Diageo right. for $100 million we'll take. Okay. okay. Yeah, we'll take $100 million. Yeah, And yeah. I just I peel off $5 million for the name for me. Yeah, that's yeah. fine. Uh, the news comes on the heels of reports that Johnny Walker and Smirnoff posted a yearly Smirnoff, prof- that's a stupid name. Profit of <laughs> half of what they made year over year thanks to COVID-related shutdowns. So, but he's making a bunch of money off what, of that deal. Wasn't the alcohol industry on the whole up like 55% since six months ago? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure where it is now because they, uh, they um, let's see, posted a yearly profit of half of what they made year over year thanks to COVID-related. So some are making money, some aren't. Okay. Uh, so, Reese Witherspoon and Khloe Kardashian are among the stars who have signed on to conquer clutter in Netflix's Get Organized with the Home Edit. Eight episodes will follow master organizer Clea Shearer and Joanna Teplin to take on homes from, or take home their homes from mess to yes. Mess to yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's wonderful. So who, besides, who's the one who was doing it before? It was all the rage. The um, yeah, the other organizer. Yes, no, Marie Claire. Is that her name? Was her name? Well, Kondo? there was there was an Asian Marie woman, Kondo. Marie Kondo. That's it. Is, is was it that it? I'm Nick? Talking about? Yeah, yeah, Marie yeah. Kondo, I yes. never watched it. I heard it was great. What was that called? It was um. From yes to bless. No, okay, never mind. I don't know. Um, but I know that it was super popular. Yeah. yeah. Tidying up. Tidying uh, up. Was that it? Mm-hmm. Did anybody watch it? Something and did you learn any organizational tips from it? No. Mm-hmm. It's not it it's not practical. Like it's not if if you actually want to have things in your right. house, it's it's not it's a good idea if right. you can live that way, but most people can't. <laughs> okay. All right, so anyhow, along with Reese Witherspoon and Khloe Kardashian will be Eva Longoria, Neil Patrick Harris, uh, David Burtka, Jordana Brewster, 
uh, a bunch of people that are going to be on for this, and the show starts DJ Qualls? September 9th. If he's involved, I haven't seen anything about it. All right. Netflix has released the first teaser for the upcoming film Enola Holmes, and that will be starring Millie Bobby Brown in the title role. And she plays the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. Uh, the film is based on Enola Holmes Mysteries, written by Nancy Springer, which follows Enola's search for her mother, uh, who's going to be played by uh, Helena Bonham Carter. That's cool. Yeah. I could see this. And uh, her mom apparently disappeared on her 16th birthday. So, yeah, they're going to, uh, she's going to star in that. So she's the direct daughter of Sherlock Holmes. The direct order? She's the the daughter directly of Sherlock Holmes? No, she's sister. Sister. Oh. Younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I misheard that. Okay. Okay. Uh, The question of who killed Jam Master Jay, the DJ for pioneering rap group Run DMC, has remained a mystery for nearly 18 years, but federal prosecutors yesterday afternoon announced the indictment of two men whom investigators have long suspected of participating in killing the DJ, uh, whose real name was Jason Mazell inside a Queens recording studio. Uh, the men, Ronald Washington and Carl Jordan Jr., were charged with murder while engaged in drug trafficking in a 10-count indictment unsealed on Monday. So they've been the focus of interest for a while, and yeah. I guess they've just been working at amassing enough evidence to prosecute them. I think that's it. The indictment says the two men, together with others, did unlawfully kill Jason Mazell, also known as Jam Master Jay. They walked in and murdered him in cold blood, is according to Seth Ducharme, who is the acting United States for what, attorney for the case. What reason? I mean, what was He was involved in drugs with them. Oh, he was? Yes. Oh. Uh, so the case, apparently, new court papers say Mr. Washington and Mr. Jordan, both armed, broke into Mr. Mazel's studio as Mr. Washington forced a person in the studio to the ground. Mr. Jordan fired a bullet into Mr. Mazel's head, killing him instantly. Jeez. Prosecutors claim that the two had executed Mr. Mazel after he sought to exclude them from a multi-kilogram, multi-state narcotics transaction just months before the murder, Mr. Mazzell had received about 10 kilos of cocaine on consignment. So he, they were heavily into it. From a supplier in Maryland, and uh, they were supposed to have been his partners in the deal. Yeah, was, there, so. was there any comment from uh, Daryl McDaniels? Or, uh, I didn't see anything okay. from... Uh, yeah, I didn't see either one of them. Yeah, we've said before, Daryl McD- uh, McDaniels, one of the best interviews I think we've ever had. And the way he turned his life around uh, as an inspiration. Yeah, but apparently uh, Jam Master Jay was deep into it. Wow. And it, uh, you know, it it, uh, got the best of him, obviously. Uh, The iconic Golden Girls home sold for a million dollars over asking price. A million dollars over asking price. Uh, (laughs) Just over four million dollars. So the house was used for the exteriors only, right? Uh, you know what? I believe you are correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, what am I talking about? I I saw a freaking <laughs> episode filmed in California of the Golden yeah. Girls right, yeah, when yeah. I was in my twenties. So yeah, we we didn't go to the you house. Come on in, Preston. We actually went to a stage set. Madge, get him something to drink. Yeah. All right. So is it a house? Is it a condo? Is it a four, townhome? Four bedroom home, three thousand square foot, mid century. And it's in uh, Brentwood, not Miami, where the show was set. I know. They lied to us again. Yep. The exterior was made famous by, of course, the show. Uh, The filming took place on the soundstage. But that house, uh, which is uh, 3,000 square feet, and uh, it went for, God, $5 million. (laughs) For that. For that. So that's about, you said about 3,000 square feet? Yeah. I think my house is somewhere on that level. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I didn't pay that for you my You paid five million dollars no. for your three houses. <laughs> you don't. Uh, you don't live in Brentwood, though. Steve. Yeah, I know Brentwood. My fr- I used to live in Brentwood, Long Island, which is where the Entenmann's factory Not was. Not the same. That and, was and that house went for close to five million. It was only about four million off, and yeah. five hundred thousand more off, and another hundred thousand. Our our first house was around three thousand square feet. Yes, we didn't pay five million dollars. Mm-hmm. I rented a basement apartment in the house in Brentwood. <laughs> I had windows. You just had to get on your tippy toes to look out them. Mm. Uh, let's see here. 14-year-old Shiloh inspired her mom, Angelina Jolie's role in the one and only Ivan, she tells E.T. Uh, she said, well... Wait, was it your daughter, Shiloh, who inspired your interest in this role? Uh, Jolie told E.T., well, Shiloh years ago told me that she had read a book that she loved and she wanted me to read it. Oh, she read a book. <laughs> she said, uh, I read it on my own and then we looked at some of it together and we talked about why she loved it. Uh, then... I inquired if Did you it... know that Nick thought Shiloh was the name of the song from A Star Is Born? <laughs> I, I and, and, and not Shallow. Did you know that? I, I Maybe she knew that. I don't know. Then she said, I inquired if... I mean, it, what would that even mean? If it was being... Shut up, E.T. I'm just saying. If it was being made... I mean, if you... Contextually, the lyrics wouldn't even... Shy. I know! Well, all right. Yeah, so... Nick's obviously it's a sore point. For yeah, yeah, I can see. Uh, she said, "Then I let me qu- heal your pain with my finger. <laughs> Drop <laughs> your pants. Then <laughs> <laughs> bend over. This is how we do it on this planet. By the All way, right. this is how we do it." <laughs> <laughs> She said, then I inquired if it was being made into a film, and I found out that it was kind of in the works, but hadn't been figured out. Uh, Jolie voices an aging elephant named Stella, who is taking care of a baby elephant named Ruby. Is this a true story? Uh, The one and only Ivan debuts exclusively on Disney+, and that will be on the 21st, by the way. I was on Disney+, Plus last night, watching Magic Camp. And uh, there's a whole bunch of new stuff. I, I that yeah. is, that to me was a good investment. Disney Plus has a ton of good stuff. By the way, speaking of Magic Camp, we're going to have a guest on later this morning, Justin Willman, who is a magician. He's been here in our studio before. He's a comedian as well. He's done you know stuff at uh, Helium Comedy Club, and uh, but he was one of the consultants. On yeah, he Magic was like the Camp, lead right? like um, magic consultant, and he's featured. For about three seconds in the beginning of the movie. Well, I want to ask him some questions because a lot of the people uh, are doing, the actors appear to be doing sleight of hand. Yeah. And I wonder if he was able to teach them to that point because they were pretty good. All right. Well, we'll talk to him around 10 o'clock this morning. One last entertainment story. After Le Chef was destroyed. That's The Chef? uh, During an explosion that devastated Beirut on August 4th. Oh, yeah. Russell Crowe has stepped in to help. Uh, The restaurant was a favorite of Anthony Bourdain's and filmmaker Amanda Bailey and journalist Richard Hall. uh, They launched a GoFundMe to help the restaurant rebuild. It was in the blast range, Preston? I didn't even hear about that. Hall had uh, tweeted, uh, someone called Russell Crowe made a very generous donation to our Le Chef fundraiser, but not sure if it was the Russell Crowe. Uh, but uh, it wasn't long before Crow confirmed that it was him saying that the donation was on behalf of Bourdain. He confirmed that it came from him in honor of Bourdain. Do you know how close it was? I have no idea. Okay. I don't know the details on it, but wow. I know that it was a, it was a favorite of uh, Bourdain's. All right, we are ready for the clips. Dead Pixels is a British sitcom that revolves around three friends and their obsession with a made-up role-playing video game called King of Scrolls. In this clip, Will Merrick discusses the 
plot line of the game. Here we go. There's a new sort of bad guy in the game called the Hive Mother, and they're trying to save the Ninth Kingdom. But that's all within the game. And then you have the lives of Nikki, Meg, and Usman, and others, and their lives playing this game and interacting with each other and having a good time. What the hell are you talking yeah, about? Right? <laughs> As I was looking at this and reading the description... <laughs> My eyes are off a little bit today okay. because it, I, I had trouble with the word plot line. Yeah. And I almost said, where, where Will Merrick discusses the poutine of the game. And I was just saying, what the hell? That's French that? fries and gravy. What's yeah. a poutine? No, that's poutine. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. But did you get the the notion, Steve, as he's revealing what this show's about, that, like, hey, this is kind of stupid, right? Yeah, he's like, realizing he's like, whoever he's telling is yeah. not paying attention. <laughs> yeah. I don't really believe in this project. This is really dumb. What are you talking about? It's a paycheck, all right. <laughs> Dead Pixels airs tonight at 8. That's on The CW. Here is the next clip for you. Rob Schneider returns to the stage to give his unique takes on life in his new special, Asian Mama Mexican Kids. Mm. In this clip, Rob discusses where he looks to uh, for inspiration for his material. Here we go. They're changing so much because literally from the time we shot the special, now my daughter was like not really into wanting to get potty trained, and now she is. And But it was, it was a beautiful little moment in time where... Like, you know, when something's happening and you want to be in the moment with your family, right? But at the same time, you go, ooh, that could be a good bit. thing sucks! All right. Asian Mom Mexican Kids is streaming now on Netflix, by the way. I guess it's based on his own life. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, we guess so. All right, and there you go. That's what I have for you in uh, the Entertainment Report this morning. Uh, So, a reminder, we have the return of Tattoos Day. And we have a chance to win a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They're located at 29 South Street in Philly. And all you have to do is text the word tattoo to 39333. We're going to randomly pick somebody to win that $350 gift certificate. And you can go get yourself some ink. And by the way, you can check them out on Instagram at at Floating World Tattoo. So do that. Get on it. Also this morning, your chance to win some tickets to see the Struts are playing the live and drive in tonight. By the way, Citizens Bank Park is going to be a beautiful night for a live show. So listen up because I'll have three pair to give away. I'm going to spread them out through the course of the morning. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Stay close. We don't want you to miss your chance to win and hang and have a good time on the way in on a Tuesday morning. We'll be right back. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Well, we had a, uh, a little somewhat taste of normalcy. Uh, on Sunday night, uh, being that we were able to gather for a live event, and uh, it wasn't it wasn't like uh, like things usually were, but it was certainly headed in the right direction. Where we were able to gather on mass and see a show safely and have a good time. It was Burt Kreischer, the Live and Drive In series uh, that Live Nation is putting on, and and we were you know fortunate enough to present that show, and it was a beautiful night. It was uh, it was great to see everybody out on mass, and we had a really great time. It, it felt like an injection of of like positivity, yeah. and we were seeing people, the Live Nation, a lot of our friends uh, that we usually see during the barbecue, the MM barbecue, uh, were yeah, there. Jeff Gordon was there, yeah, working yeah. the event, and and uh, you know, and and Preston. The, the morning of, Sunday morning when it was raining, I'm like, okay, here's what it's going to be, I guess. And then everything turned around. It was comfortable. And the setup, their setup here, as opposed to other locations where they've done stuff like this, they went all out. 
that stage is elevated. The monitors, the screens are huge. Uh, the the way they organized and brought these hundreds and hundreds of cars in yep. was just so well done. Uh, again, whatever you were expecting or whatever I was expecting was exceeded tenfold. Yeah, the production value was was really high on this. That's what we were really impressed with when we show up. The stage is, is top notch. We're looking at a video here in the studio. And so if you are going to say, go see the Struts tonight. By the way, we'll give away some tickets in a little bit for that show. Um, he, the way they had it set up is, is very cool. They have all the, the parking spaces like you normally see there in the, in the parking lot of Citizens Bank Park. But you park in every other spot. They have them staggered. They have them numbered. And the numbers in the spots was interesting. I thought the number would correlate to, you know, essentially where you bought your ticket and you're pulling into spot number 92 or whatever it is. But actually the numbers are next to where you're parking. They have, they're numbered every other spot. And the reason that they're numbered that way yeah. is that... You can get, uh, can, they they serve concessions to you. Oh. And how they do that, I'm like, well, how the hell are they going to do this? So they have a little card that they give you as you come in, okay. and you use your, your Q scanner on your phone, uh, and it pulls up a, I guess, a website or whatever, and you place your order through your phone. No kidding. And they drive it out on a golf they cart. Golf, so think of it like That's a cool. huge movie <laughs> tavern. Yeah. So and you're you're staying there. They're bringing it to you, and they're they're driving it out to you on those golf carts. And I you saw them zipping around and doing the whole deal. Yep. And it was great. Yep. And you could also buy a Burt Kreischer merchandise. Yeah, they were. They, you could buy merchandise <laughs> through that as okay. well. Yeah. yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Right. How, cool. many, how many cars? They said eight hundred. Yeah. So yeah. that's eight hundred wow. with four people per car. Wow. And by the way, this was Burt's uh, first full sellout. Yeah. Uh, on his tour. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. So so <laughs> he's a Philly favorite, obviously. Yeah. I, he, he was put pretty a, stoked. He did a nice little thank you video on Instagram that I saw that I loved. Um, you know, just it, and but and I also follow you guys on social yeah. media, so I saw everything sort of leading up to it, and then his video, which included the evening as well, like. Like, man, that looked amazing. And then, you know, with a show tonight with the weather, like, yeah. 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 You can do this? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty damn cool. I was saying, honestly, and I was talking to to our Live Nation friends and saying, (laughs) I I could see this being a possible variation on ways to do another way to add shows into the schedule. Let's say if you do something like this and you go with the right vehicle, especially in the summer, you have a convertible or a truck or something that allows you to, to you know, to, to be out and and, uh, and sort of relax in the open air. It it would be a great way to see a show, I think, you right. know. So was it only broadcast on the radios or, or were there speakers as well? There, uh, I, I think you, you had to have, yeah, you need to listen to your radio because, your radio. yeah, while it was on, you could hear faintly. From the monitors that were on the stage, but you needed to hear it through your car radio. Okay. So when I was driving back, so they 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 took me in a golf cart back to my car. I left a little bit early, and you could see, um, you could hear from all the car okay. radios. You could hear the audio, and it was pretty loud all the way back. It was it was something to behold. And again, the production level they put into it, Bert was clearly thrilled with what they had done. So they had uh, Steve and I were making uh, stage announcements. Like two hours before the show started. Oh, so, no kidding. Yeah, so we would pop up every, you know, 15, 20 minutes or so and just welcome everybody and say, hey, here's here are the rules, which by the rules are if you go to this event, if you're going to leave your car, you got to put your mask on. Yeah. If you leave your car, it should be only just to use the bathroom. And it was uh, pretty easy to do. They had porta potties all over the place. 
Uh, but that was the only thing. As long as you stay <clears throat> on your car in some shape or form, you don't have to have a mask on. Okay, so you could you, literally get on the roof of the car you if you can, wanted to and you, sit okay. down. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. So we had a Jeep, and we were sitting up on, we took the top off and sat on the uh, on the roll cage, essentially, on top of it. And, and it was fantastic. People who had trucks, if you got a truck, you got the best seat in the house. The way things... you back into your your spot, yes, uh, and you just sit in the in the bed. But who had the? There was a couple or a couple people were down right to the left of the stage. Mm-hmm. They had a couch. Yeah, they had couch cushions, yeah. and and they had uh, they had customized the uh, the back and made it great. By the way, it was pretty funny because at one point when we were up on stage, I look across. You know, it's just an ocean of cars, and I see this gal standing up on the on the <laughs> roof of a car. Waving her hands in the air where we're talking. I'm like, hey, girl, standing on your car. What's up? Yeah, I love you. Blah, 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 blah. I get a text later on. It was Marissa. Oh, get out. Yeah. Really? Well, she was, yeah. Marissa. yeah, she yeah. said she was going out into the crowd. We didn't realize it was her. Yeah. But, but from that, I mean, it was there were so many cars. Yeah, I recommend uh, my friends brought pool floats, and we blew them up and then put them on the roof of their SUV Perfect. and watched it up there. It was great. That's a great idea. Yeah, because, oh, I didn't see that. We're looking at a picture of you. Yeah, you have pool floats that have uh, arms and uh, and backs on them. Yeah, exactly. What is it. wild with the, so the cars as they're going in, they, you know, they were, they were checking all the cars, and, and they... You know, they're they're just kind of taking a precursory check around the vehicles and just making sure you drive your vehicle is you basically, and they're yeah. taking security checks and everything. But otherwise, they got those people in and settled up pretty nicely, pretty quickly. All right. So tips for you, by the way, if you're going to go, uh, you do have to leave your car uh, the you know like in accessory mode or whatever it is. I had to give somebody a jump on the way out. I know Marissa uh-huh. did. We had some friends who whose battery had run down as well. So what you might want to do is take a Bluetooth speaker with you if you yeah. can, and then you can get like a, uh, a radio tuner app, and then because it's a low frequency FM frequent uh, uh, re- signal that they had there, I think it was uh, ninety seven point seven and ninety one point nine with okay. frequencies, and once you get off the lot, you can't hear them. Oh, we we yeah, you you could hear just for like you know a few hundred yards after you leave the lot, and then that's it. Okay, and then you can't hear it anymore. Uh, so I would definitely. Suggest that you do that. Yeah, so you don't run your battery dry. Yeah, like or you G- can listen. Gary to- Lauer could bring his boombox. Mm. You can listen to part of it on <laughs> on your your car radio and part of it on the Bluetooth. But I would I wouldn't do it. Th- now we we just got a new battery not that long ago, right. so I felt pretty confident. We listened to the whole thing and didn't have to worry about any you know right. issues with the battery. So what if you just start your car? It's like I'm a little about What happens when you start your car? What happens if you just start your car? Yeah, can you just start uh, your car like every, I don't know, like 15, 20 minutes or so? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Uh, Throat bubbles are the bane of a broadcaster's okay. existence. They probably suggest you don't do that. So okay. it depends on how lard, loud your car is, too. So you're not uh, annoying the people next to you, Marissa. It also kind of ruins the experience for the people around you because when you start it, your headlights are going to start shining at the people behind you and things like that. It happened a few times around us. And, oh, yeah? Yeah. It's it was- kind of like everybody booed a little bit of those people that were starting their car. <laughs> it was wild, though. I said, you're on stage, and it is. You can see how it's a weird thing for a performer who's used to the response because people are in their cars or whatever, and we'd go up, and then the first time we got the response is, you know, Preston said, let's do a horn check. And then everyone started honking, and it was it was, it was was really cool. Oh, that is cool. And you, you'll get the occasional headlight flash and all that stuff. So. Yeah. Uh, and Bert was in fine form. Uh, he also, he gave us a big, big shout-out from the stage, which I wasn't expecting. It was almost to the end of the show. It was like three-quarters of the way through the show. And, and he goes, hey, listen, I just I want to thank Preston and Steve 
uh, for supporting me for all these years. Like they have been there from the beginning. Oh, that's Aww. awesome! And uh, and I can't thank them enough. And he gave a nod to to Debella as well because yeah. John has always had him on his show. But he gave us a really big one. <laughs> Did people uh, honk their horns? And yeah, like, hey. yeah, it was it was cool. And, and you're encouraged to flash your lights and not honk your horn oh. uh, while ah. at the show. So yeah, so but you could hear people laughing and, and clapping and and uh, and you know responding to what he was saying. So you didn't really need to honk your horn because you could hear everybody. But it was pretty cool, man. It was a different way uh, to see a show. One I've never experienced anything quite like that before. I was talking to them, and again, you know, if if when everything and everything will return to you know a, a more normal situation, this could be another way to present shows. I mean, to have your own seats, your own setup like this, and you know, again, it's like a giant movie tavern, but it's a concert. Yeah. And you're not supposed to bring booze. Well, they weren't. They weren't enforcing that. Uh, yeah. So no, no liquor allowed on the on the premises. Although right. they did, I will tell you this: Marissa saw they had canine units uh, that were that were checking some vehicles. Oh, no, yeah, they were sniffing around the cars. So yeah. I guess they're sniffing for. I don't know. Maybe yeah. explosive stuff. You yeah. never know. Listen, at, at public events, you don't these know. Days, yeah, you don't know, but yeah. Uh, but I don't know exactly what they were looking for. But they were being thorough, and uh, Philly's finest were on patrol, obviously. So they were there, obviously, to watch out for DUIs and things like that. Because I would, I think, be a concern. You know? Oh my God, yes, absolutely. And you'd hate it to ruin a right. uh, you know an event like that. So, uh, but um, no, it was uh, it was cool. It was different, and uh, the weather is going to cooperate for the struts tonight. By the way, I have to imagine it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Yep, yep. Um, so if you're going, good luck and listen uh, for a chance to win those tickets if you have not yet a little bit later on. Uh, so a couple people back from vacay, Nick and uh, Kathy, uh, have returned to the studio. Kathy, you were, did you go to the beach at all during uh, I was time in, off? I was in uh, Montauk, okay. New York. Uh, we went there again, and uh, yeah, it was just so nice. It was, you know, relaxing and a uh, little bit different because we weren't out at restaurants and stuff like that uh, as much as we normally did. But yeah, just a, a normal vacation. What's right. the level of um, accessibility? Are the, the restaurants pretty much? They is were... there partial uh, occupancy or what's the story? So this was in New York, and I'm not exactly sure. I've lost uh, track of what everybody's phase is, but right. uh, most of the stuff, at least where I was anyway, uh, was outside. Everything was outside. We didn't go in any restaurants, uh, and you know they were yeah. Dist- They're you know, designed to be that way, though, right? But they, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. They, they, fortunately, everything is you know on the water there, so right, yeah, yeah. Every every re- most restaurants have uh, outdoor dining, but that was that was all that they were doing. So we the few times we did go out we were outside okay nick took the rv route right you guys traveled around a bit i did yeah it was a, it was a father-son trip um preston sort of inspired by things that you've done with your kids over the last few years it was, my son turns 14 next month and so it was just me and ben and uh we rented an rv i gotta give a plug to a uh, frets rv they're out in souderton near where you live press and um they are phenomenal they were so helpful a guy named pete uh is in charge of rentals and he was great and so we rented it uh, I guess about a week and a half ago, went up and saw, um, spent some time with my girlfriend's parents in the Poconos and then drove from the Poconos up to Maine. I hadn't been to Maine in, in 20, 25 years. I had forgotten how incredible it is. Casey, I know you've been, and Preston, you've been not, uh, you know, relatively recently, but I want to uh, go back though. Yeah. I, I, I can't wait to go back. I, I was just reminded of how beautiful that state is. Uh, it's not that difficult to get to. It was like eight hours, eight and a half hours driving. So and, if you, you split that with Ben, you should have done pretty good, right? Yeah. He's a 
good driver. Yeah, so that was cool. Ben, I'm going to teach you to drive on an RV. Yeah. Let's go to the cemetery. Uh, but you know what, guys? Like, for, for two of us in an RV, it was perfect. And, you know, Steve, you know, talking about the, the Chrysler concert and the struts tonight, like, uh, we were we packed the RV with plenty of food. We didn't really need to go out to restaurants. You, you kind of, I kind of missed that. I, I like going to restaurants, but we were prepared. We didn't. We had a roof over our heads every yeah. night, um, and we stayed at a gorgeous campground near Acadia National Park. It was my twenty third national park and Ben's fifth. So I'm, I'm, I'd like to make it to all sixty two before I die. And so I'm up to twenty three now. And I'd never been to Acadia before. It was incredible. Hey, you know what? With uh, and and obviously the RV experience is is really picked up since COVID and restrictions yeah. and all that stuff and it's hard to find them right now and everything and people are buying them like crazy. Did you get a did you get a, a taste for it, Nick? Do you think you might uh, down the road buy one of these things? You know, so we've had those van there people on our show a few times, and uh, Mike and Jess, and they're great. I, I like them a lot. They do it full time. They live in the RV I, in a van. I I don't think I could do that. <laughs> I, I couldn't fit my TV. Yeah, <laughs> you know what, Steve? Uh, this RV did have a TV. It had yeah. a DVD player. It had a digital antenna. So when we were near to cities, we could pick up uh, all the all the regular channels that you would get. Um, and it was really really comfortable for two people. People, uh, you know, an, an adult man and a 14-year-old kid. Um, but more than that, you know, if my girlfriend had come, it probably would have been a little crowded. But Preston, I, to answer your question, like, I, I would consider buying one because it, it's – I love going camping. I love the outdoors. And, and it's a way to do that. Uh, and it just provides so much convenience. There were a couple times where our plans changed. We were supposed to do a whale watch out of Plymouth, Massachusetts at one point, right? And that ended up not working because there was that tropical storm that that rolled up the coast. And the, unfortunately, the whales all beached themselves. <laughs> no, the, the seas were just too choppy, yeah, so yeah, we, yeah. we couldn't go out on the ocean. Um, so we had to change those plans and change where we stayed, and we did. You know, they, it didn't. We didn't have to change hotel right. reservations. We didn't have to worry about flights. Um, it just we were in our home for a week. I, I think for me, anyway, a week was enough. I was ready to be out of it by the time I got home, but it was just, it, it was clean and easy and convenient. The fridge was huge. There was plenty of stuff. What about showering? Uh, showering was, listen, it's cramped, but I'm not like you, Steve. I don't need to stay in a four-star hotel every time. Yeah. I, I like that, and I think it's a cool approach, um, but you're kind of, you're roughing it, but not really roughing it, and so, um, you know, all of the conveniences you need are right there, and if you want to shower, you can. If you need to use the bathroom, you can, um, and uh, I, I just, I can't recommend it more highly. Uh, did you run into any other RVers and did they? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and man, you can spend some money on RVs. Like there, we stayed at a, a KOA in uh, in Acadia and near Bar Harbor, and I, I don't know what those things cost, but I, I can't imagine they're any le- – like some of the fanciest ones, they got to be like – Three four hundred thousand dollars. I'm sure. I'm sure you're up in that range. My, I think some something that's sort of a hybrid between you know one of these super huge suckers. That's and, what this was. And the van life, I think, is is sort of where I would fall. You know yeah. what I bizarrely like? I don't know why, but I think if I own one, I probably wouldn't. Is, are those Airstream uh, they're cool. trailers? Yeah. yeah. Something looks they're, cool I, about them. I like them. the way oh, they're they retro. look. They're retro-looking. Yeah. 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 I I like that the, is cool. I just don't like the idea of... Uh, are you talking about like a fifth wheel, though, too? The one that you yeah, attach you, to a truck? Yeah. You, I, I don't know if I'd like pulling something like that as opposed yeah. to actually being in where you're going to yeah. live like an RV where you're driving the it. The only thing but I would... Cool. Really yeah, I feel comfortable driving is what basically what Nick had last week. 
That's that's it. You that's know? a Class B, uh, by the way, Casey. And so the Class C, I think, I think you need a special license for the Class yes, C is a do. little bit bigger yeah. than the Class A. Basically, is, is a tour bus. It's like what Burke Kreischer Class drives. A. Yeah. <laughs> hey. um, but also, you can get you know there are different, uh, uh, obviously, a million different versions of an RV. But uh, Preston, I've always wanted the one where you have like the bed over the driver's seat right. uh, or over the driver. That's where I used to sleep all the time. Camp yeah. out for hunger. That was my yeah. favorite bed over the. It was like having a bunk bed, and I was like. I was like Bobby Brady, yeah. but they're a little he put bit on bigger. His footy pajamas and get yes, up there. I'm going up to bed, Uncle Preston. <laughs> yeah. But the, I was driving a Class B for the last week, and it was uh, it was 21 feet long. It was um, re- it handled really well. It got like 16 miles to the gallon. So were you doing donuts a, in it? I was not doing donuts, but uh, no, but it Whee! handled. It drove like a car. That's what I get to do. Hey, did you go to the Trenton Bridge Lobster Pound? I did not, Case. I, and and the, I appreciated the suggestion. Um, at all those, uh, by What's the way, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a lobster rodeo. It's, it's a place to get lobster. Lobster roll. Yeah, oh, and it, okay. it was near where I was staying. It's a restaurant. Um, we didn't do much restaurant eating, and that, that's why. Um, I've never received, and this is it's not a complaint, but I've never received more suggestions over Instagram as to where to go, to what to see, to what to do. Oh. Like when you go to Maine, or you go, and, and we stopped in Rhode Island on the way back. We stopped at, at, at Fenway Park in Boston on the way back. Uh, people had so many ideas and, and so many cool things to, to see and do, which I appreciated. We just didn't get to all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Then the fact that you had that sort of um, fluid ability to go as you decided is, yeah. is really cool. One of the uh, campgrounds where we stayed, which was in uh, southern Maine on our way back down south, had a um, shark warning sign. And, and it was very clearly marked. If you're going to go swimming, you're going to die. Aware. Yeah. You're yeah. not going to die. <laughs> Did you encounter any douchebags on your uh on your vacation? Not really, man. Good. And that's another thing. I really even we went to Douchebag Park. We no. should have, we should have a segment when yeah. we return from uh, yeah. trip vacation. Do trip douchebags. <laughs> well, <laughs> you at least meet one, right? Usually, but uh, listen, there's something about that part of the world, Maine and New Hampshire and Vermont, that people were really friendly. Massachusetts, definitely. They're most people. Wait. There, well, there's there's some mass holes in Massachusetts for sure, <laughs> but like. They, when, I think Kathy might have a douchebag. No, right. I was going to say, Nick, you oh, didn't encounter mind. them because they're all in New York. They are. <laughs> yeah. we, I mean, we sat around one, at one point. We were like, why is like every per, why is every hostess or everybody you call to like make a reservation or pick up food or like whatever? Like they're just and I and, and we came to the conclusion that it's not that they're and this might be hard to explain. It's not that they're uh, so rude. It's just like. The New York tone, the way. Of, tone of voice. Like no, it is. You know, like and the way they speak, and uh, a lot of them don't smile. <laughs> I know, I know. And then, it, like, if you head the other direction, you head down south. Say, hey, sweetheart, how y'all yeah. doing today? <laughs> well, perhaps you got anything, sugar? And it's like, wow. Whoa. Uh-huh. Why are you talking to me like that? I'm not. <laughs> What's your story, loser? <laughs> yeah. What do you want out yeah, of me? Yeah, yeah. You want money? Yeah. So, uh, but no douchebags. That's good. No, it's, it's like that's like no sad bro. Yeah, have no you guys yeah. have you guys ever been to uh, Newport, Rhode Island? I have. Man, we did uh, one of the mansion tours there, and um, I saw. W- was it one that had been planned and was set up, or were well, you just breaking into homes? Yeah, we were broken. <laughs> like I was hoping for a, a TV. Um, no, the, the Vanderbilt home, the breakers. Wow. Oh yes, yeah. Oh my god, dude. And and, and then there was this boat in Newport Harbor. I've never seen a yacht like this before it looked like it was something out of billions or succession or, or judge judy's yacht it was the literally the biggest 
boat I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was a private yacht. It was unreal, oh. the amount of money in those places. I'm, I'm conflicted when I see stuff like that. I'm like, wow, that's impressive. And I'm also like, you a-hole. Mm-hmm. Well, you know it, what I mean? It kind of makes you feel a little inferior because we right. drove around and Newport's You gorgeous. think you're better than us? <laughs> that's they they got, got, you, hey, hey, you think you're better than us? Yelling up at him. <laughs> Yeah, the uh, when you drive around and see those mansions, and those are like summer homes for those people. Hey, those are- you think you're better than us? <laughs> All right, we have another house to go to, Ben. Hey! <laughs> He's walking down the block. All right, two more. <laughs> hey, you think you're better than us? <laughs> Let's skip the last one, my thoughts. Uh, and the last thing, Preston, I wanted to give a, a shout out to you and, uh, because we were having a, a fun little text conversation about Buxton, Maine. Oh yeah, in uh, which is one of the um, one of the locations that they go to in the end of Shawshank. And uh, I was just uh, driving south and saw a sign for Buxton, and I texted my brothers because they love Shawshank Redemption as well. And my brother Adam said, "You have to go. You have to go see it." So it turns out uh, that most of Shawshank was filmed in Ohio, not in Maine. Right? <laughs> I didn't quite realize that when I was driving around up there. But I got to go see a hayfield in Buxton, and it's it's cool. It's my favorite movie of all time. So Casey it reminded me a little bit of when you um, went to go see where they filmed What About Bob and, and in New Hampshire, and they filmed it, I guess, in North Carolina. No, Virginia. Virginia. Okay. <laughs> Listen, sometimes you you have to go somewhere just to get a picture of a sign. Yeah, and that's. And that's so what I you did. need to go to Buxton, Maine, even yeah. though they didn't shoot it there, just to get a picture of a Buxton, Maine sign, yeah. then you got to do that. Uh, right. <laughs> Speaking of which, I saw Lucy the Elephant with my own two eyes for the first time on Sunday. First time. First time ever. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, All and- your trips out there, this is the first time you actually saw it? 45 years of living, I hadn't seen Lucy with my own two eyes. And uh, so Chuck D'Amico and I rode our bikes from Atlantic City to Wildwood on Sunday and I'm like, and we're like, oh, I, I didn't even think that I would see Lucy the elephant. I'm like, oh, there it is. I'm like, do you want to stop? He's like, I don't know. Do you? I'm like, no. He's like, no. Okay. And then we just kept going. So we were going to stop. It was raining. It was raining. You don't want to go inside a wet elephant. No, we just didn't want to really, really didn't want to stop. Oh, okay. we were riding our bikes in the rain. Is, is Lucy open? I don't know. Yes. Uh, yes, there's a there's a like a bed and breakfast thing, right? You can do. And I think it's a, a restaurant too. They were okay. at least they looked like they were open. They had like some uh something going on outside when I went really? by there. It's also yeah, a free a clinic, isn't it? Uh I don't know. <laughs> Is it? Uh, I don't know about <laughs> that. Yeah, I got a serious problem. Speaking of uh speaking of Jersey Shore and Nick had mentioned the uh uh the tropical storm that hit a little while back. Uh apparently jellyfish larvae commonly known as sea lice, are invading South Jersey beaches, all thanks to the tropical Well, they eat, they eat fecal matter, which is washing into the oceans around there, right? Uh, well, I don't know about that, but yes, there is. there was a, a, so, a well, this sewage is the, thing. This is the time where you start to see a lot of jellyfish at the Jersey Shore. Well, it's going to happen a little bit earlier than usual because of that, cast. So, yeah, environmental officials think that uh, Isaiah had pushed, that's the, the storm, had pushed larvae up from Florida uh, since stinging jellyfish don't usually appear on New Jersey beaches until late summer when the water gets warmer. Yeah, when I, so the water has been warmer. And when I was, you know, going to the beach a lot, uh, late August is when you'd see those yeah. purple jellyfish, those big mothers. Yeah, the uh, microscopic sea lice are known for causing skin rations and irritation uh, to swimmers in the southern United States and the Caribbean. So those are jellyfish larvae? Yeah. Yeah, I knew that. Sea lice are, yeah. Huh. So. I thought the water last week was pretty cold, actually. Yeah, before, dude, when yeah. we were up there, yeah. 
I, you know, Caroline wanted me to get in. I'm like, it's freaking cold, man. It took me a little, you know, you get used to it pretty quickly, but yeah. getting that in storm. was really cold. Yeah, that storm brought in cooler water. It was like the very next day. Okay. All right. I, I, I was like, wow. I thought it was usually warmer than this, but it was freezing cold. Uh, so apparently, according to the director of the New Jersey Sierra Club, they said that uh, it's a direct result of problems from both climate change and stormwater runoff. It's freaking sea lice. <laughs> yeah, all over the place. All over the place. Um, so did I hear correctly that uh, they're predicting that they're going to run out of uh, letters for uh, hurricanes this year? That um, that pops up now and then. Yeah. 26. Yeah, and that uh, th- they move on to the Greek alphabet after that? No, they move on to farts. Oh, <laughs> okay. I feel like they say this every year. Hurricane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you feel like you say what every year? That they're, gonna ru- they're running out. Okay. Hurricane <laughs> is heading towards <laughs> south. Wouldn't it be great if the, if the actual anchor had yeah. to make yeah. the fart noise with their yeah. own mouth? <laughs> Hurricane... <laughs> Each time they would have to do that. How's it looking out there, Lou? Well, hurricane. Uh, I don't know. They, they've always. We've gotten well into the alphabet in some years. Have we ever gotten to the. I'm trying to think of like the one. What's the latest that I've actually. That I actually remember. All right. So you had a Katrina. That was K. Anything? Wasn't Sandy really late? Sandy, but Sandy was, was a superstorm. It was a super, st- super but it's still got storm. a name. Yeah, well, they they name a lot these days. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what's what's the highest or what's the last letter? deepest into, yeah, the alphabet? into the alphabet? I don't know. Is there a Ziggy somewhere along the lines, or Zelda, huh. or I don't know if they've ever had. And I, so they would start over. They wouldn't. Well, Casey was saying they go to the Greek alphabet. To the Greek, yeah. Do they? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Ah, hell. Which would be? Wait a minute. Alpha. alpha. Uh yeah, what's yeah. the Greek alphabet? You know, alpha, you're... beta. So basically, gamma, a, b. Again, we start over with yeah. a, b. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> gamma, delta, epsilon. comma, comma, yeah, comma, comma semicolon, decimal. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> we've learned a lot here today, folks. All right, anyhow, watch out for the sea lice if you're headed to the beach. Cause oh joy! Apparently, yeah. they're uh, forecasting that it's going to be a bit of an issue, and you can get rash and all kinds of good stuff out. That's of that. great. That's yeah, awesome. Nice, yeah. All right, listen. I want to take a break, but I want to do this right now. The Struts live oh, in right. drive in tonight at Citizens Bank Park. And I'll take call <laughs> Think you better than us. I'll take caller fourteen and I'm gonna give you passes for a car load so that you and three friends to go to the show tonight. It's gonna be a great own. time. Two one five two six three WMMR. So give us a call right now and if you are interested in buying tickets are on sale now at Phillies.com slash drive in. Of course you can go to WMMR.com and there's a list of more concerts and the guidelines for attending the drive-in concerts. It's going to be great weather. Pierre and Brent are going to be hosting this event tonight, by the way. So let's get you on board. Call number 14, 215-263-WMMR. Taking a break. Coming back, we will get to the B-File when we return. So stay with us. MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. An hour-long concert made up of the best live performances ever captured. MMR rocks. Metallica in concert this Saturday night at 7. We're all jonesing for live music, and this should help. So hit the backyard, get the tailgate started, and crank up MMR every Saturday night this summer at 7. It's MMR's Saturday Night Concert Series. Sponsored by Acme Markets, official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. This week, Metallica. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me, 
93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. All right, let's take a stroll through the beef aisle. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you by Burke Brothers Landscaping. They have an immediate need for an experienced hardscape foreman who wants to earn a competitive salary and work with the award-winning landscape design and build firm. For more information, you can visit BurkeBrothers.com. We're going to send today's bizarre file out to a young man named Daniel Colachico. Uh-huh. It is his birthday uh-huh. today. Yesterday, yesterday. Oh, it was yesterday. Yeah. Uh, Dan runs com, which is completely, he does it, he, he and his, uh, who, I forgot the other guy's name. I'm just terrible. Jordan? Jordan. Yep. I guess so. Yes. Yes. Uh, we, run... we interface with Dan a lot more. But we uh, do. But Dan is awesome. They run that uh, that website, and uh, they're super-duper fans, so we're, we're very appreciative. So happy birthday to you, Dan. Here, we're going to start with this. Out of St. Petersburg, Florida, a homeless man somehow got into Al Lang Stadium and lived in a luxury suite for nearly two weeks. I believe <laughs> this is the, their soccer stadium. So this is from last week. Daniel Alberta Naja was arrested after a cleaning crew entered the room where he was staying and found razors, open shaving cream containers, and blankets. Yes, may I help you? Uh, the police spokesperson, Yolanda Fernandez, oh, yes. said um, that I'm the... Yolanda! Yes, Yolanda said that the cleaning crew had not been in the room for some time because the space was supposed to be empty and cleaning activity was limited due to COVID-19. Uh, stadium security reviewed surveillance video and found that Nija had been entering the merchandise store and food area, and he was wearing uh, the team clothing. Rowdies is the name of the team. So he was all set up. Yeah, and he was eating. If, if, you, if you had a state, if you were living in a stadium like that, wouldn't you go? I'm going to the bathroom now. <laughs> uh, so they, he was wearing the the merchandise, and he was eating the food that he had found. Surveillance footage showed that he had been in the facility since. July 26. It's amazing he went all that time without security noticing this. Officers do not know how he entered the stadium, but suspect that he was able to blend in with the cleaning crew. Uh, Yolanda said the value of the, said the value of the clothing he took was about $1,000, and he also consumed $250 in drinks. Uh, Nasia was arrested on charges of burglary and resisting an officer without violence. A missing piece of Lego has dropped out of a child's nose Two years after he shoved it up in there. <laughs> oh, my Seven, God. Seven-year-old Samir Anwar in South New Zealand inserted <laughs> a, a tiny piece of Lego up his nose in 2018. Samir's father and his wife became alarmed when their son told them that they had lost a piece of Lego up his nose and they couldn't find it. The concerned parents took their son to the doctor, who was also unable to find or remove it. The doctor advised him the piece would move through their son's digestive tract if it had been there in the first place. Uh, with Samir showing no signs of pain or distress, his parents soon forgot about the ordeal. Since then, he's never complained or anything, his dad said. So there was no symptom or anything to indicate that was up there. He said it was quite playful and a mischievous a mischievous character. Uh, Amar believes that the piece was part of a, Lego's character, a Lego character's arm. Uh, then last night, the unbelievable happened, Amar said. A plate of... Pink cupcakes prompted his son to lean down and take a great big sniff of them, and immediately his snow his nose began to hurt. Uh, thinking he could sniffed up some uh, cake crumbs, his mother helped him blow his nose, hoping to thoroughly clear the nostrils. But instead of pink cake crumbs, out dropped a tiny piece of black Lego covered in fungus. Oh, oh. oh. 
Oh, well, you can throw those cupcakes out. They said uh, the Lego piece looks a bit gross, but that's how it is. Imagine if he sneezed and like a little hand was sticking out of his nose. Uh, Smear, who remains a fan of the colorful plastic bricks here, delighted with the reunited piece. Uh, It was not the first time that he had put something up his nose before. When he was three, he pushed an imitation pearl up his nostril. (laughs) But in that instance, his father was able to retrieve it. Were you one of those kids? I was not a nose shover, no. Yeah, neither was no, I. Definitely not. I was more rectum stuff. Okay, <laughs> yeah. just, just the butt. <laughs> yeah. Matchbox up the ass. A boy was taken to a hospital with non-critical injuries after falling down a chimney atop a school building in East Central Minnesota. Jeez. Uh, the incident happened just after midnight at a middle school. There, a 14-year-old boy and his two friends climbed the chimney before the 14-year-old fell approximately 50 feet. 50 feet? Yeah, inside ah! the chimney. Three police officers responded to the school including including two school resource officers. Uh, with the boy trapped in the chimney, the officers were able to rescue him through a maintenance hatch. Uh, the team was transported by the hospital or to the hospital uh, with unknown injuries, though police say his injuries were not life-threatening. He got lucky. A key to the rescue was the resource officer who was quickly able to access the interior of the building and had intimate knowledge of the school, so they got him What's at the base of that fall? I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't the furnace, so <laughs> thankfully... Uh, this is wild. A fisherman died in a freak accident after a 40-pound mackerel launched itself into his boat and hit him in the chest. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, the 56-year-old was fishing with family and friends. When the tragedy struck, the group proceeded to make its way to Cullen Bay. This is in Australia, by the way. Of course. Uh, with the man still breathing where they met up with uh, police and paramedics who administered CPR. Uh, despite fish killed him. Uh, despite their efforts, the man tragically passed away at the scene. So it must have hit him just right. Yeah. Like sometimes when someone gets hit in the chest with like a hard bowl or something. Yeah. A local fisherman, James Crane, said that it was about a 40-pound mackerel, so it would have been a big fish that speared right into this guy and caused major blunt force trauma. Wow. Uh, they said it appears to be a freak accident, which is hugely distressing for the people in the boat and other family and friends of the man. So, wow, it's pretty wild. All right, and then one last story, and we will wrap it up. Let's end uh, with this one. It was a whodunit when a stash of beer and gum from the 1980s was discovered behind the walls of the mystery section at a Washington library. Due beer out- and gum? Yeah. Due to the outbreak of COVID-19, the Walla Walla, Police, uh, the Walla, Walla Public Library has been closed to the public since March and has since taken time to do some renovations, according to the uh, director, Aaron Wells. He said uh, during the demolition demolition three weeks ago, five full cans of Ham's beer and an open pack of Godzilla Head's gum was found in a disintegrated paper bag. And then Andy told told me about something else he hid. Luis Cuellar had found the odd treasure when he removed the seven-foot-tall corner panel on some open-top shelving believed to be original to the 1970s building. Wow. And uh, with some of the packaging clues, such as a missing warning label required on all beer after the late 1980s, library staff calculated that the hidden stash had to have been there for at least 30 years. I'd love to hear the story on that. Who thought they had to hide it and what what it was what the purpose was? Yeah, well said. It looked like gum some, and beer. Well said. It looked like somebody had just stashed it there. Maybe thought they could get it later, but there was no way to get it out. Somebody had some sort of deathbed confession. I want you to know something. <laughs> I've drawn a map. 
Uh, there were probably six beers that they bought, and there was only five that we found, so might not have been thinking straight when they did it. I don't have much to leave you, but I can leave you beer and gum. And there you go. That is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Uh, we are going to take a break. A reminder, we're going to have uh, magician Justin Willman on the show a little bit later on. Magic Camp. Uh, yeah, and he's also got At Home, which is a Zoom event, and uh, we'll get the details from him later. He's a very funny, very cool guy, so we'll spend some time a little bit later on with him. Stay close. We have Tattoos Day, a chance for you to win $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing in Philadelphia. Text the word TATTOO to 39333, and you might win that and... We'll have another chance to win Struts tickets. In fact, two more chances for that show tonight. So make sure you stay with us. We'll be right back. Like the Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. It's always been Acme's goal to make sure that football fans have everything they need to cheer on the Eagles. And today, that goal is no different. No matter what game days look like this year, they'll be there to help you kick off, cheer from your favorite seat, and host like a pro with all the snacks, party trays, and game day foods you know and love. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Steven Singer Jewelers has fast, free, and safe shipping. Whether celebrating life or just saying I love you, Steven Singer is there for you. I hate Stevensinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thank you to uh, Linden Italian Market. Uh, they are one of uh, the real Philly delis with Dietz and Watson. They brought by some goodies this morning. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, they're a gem in Philadelphia's Great Northeast and a large variety of breakfast sandwiches, fresh hoagies, homemade salads. Served daily as well as a selection of grocery and specialty Italian items. You know, Linen Italian Market will not disappoint. Uh, so we appreciate that. And you can check out all the real Philly Delis at realphillydeli.com. Steve sent me an article uh, talking about the fact that there is a Knight Rider movie in production. Yes. And a, the- uh, a theatrical movie. There needs to be a new kit as well. Uh, hmm. And by the way, you know, before we. The question is, is what should a 2020 era kit be? What car? Was it a Trans Am? Should it be? It was a Trans Am. Okay. Yeah. It was, I uh, I dug those Trans Ams around that time. Uh, then, then they had, you know, the, um, uh, a couple years before that too, there was a sleek look to it. It, it, it just always looked like a spy car. Yeah. Nothing know. really beat the Smokey and the Bandit Trans Am. That was, my, that was, that the was best a Firebird. One. That's right? one we had oh, for a while. Okay. I thought it, well, you know what? It That's was a, a Trans Am. It's I think. a Trans Am. Yeah. You're right. You're right. But it had the big, uh, it had the bird on the, uh, on right. the hood. Uh, those are pretty badass. A friend of mine, Gary, had one of those, but it was gold. It wasn't black like that one. Okay. With the T-tops and the whole thing. That was pretty badass. Car. badass it was on um, Preston. Yeah. My brother had one, and um, you'd turn the key. Yeah. Rumble. I mean, it was just one of those rumbles that yep. just got you to the core. By the way, while we ruminate on this, and feel free, suggestions, if you if you have an idea of what kit should be if they do a new Knight Rider movie. Um, there's a, um, uh, here. this is from the Wikipedia page. To remind you about the 1982 show and what the premise was. Okay. <laughs> okay. So self-made billionaire Wilton Knight rescues police detective Lieutenant Michael Arthur Long after a near-fatal shot in the face, Ooh. giving him a new identity by plastic surgery. I didn't and, remember that. And a new name, Michael Knight. 
So yeah, that's correct. He got shot in the face. That's, I guess that was the set off to set up to the the show. I uh, would like to alter you and give you an entirely new life. <laughs> uh, you said yes, didn't you? Uh, Wilton selects Michael to be the primary field agent in the pilot program for his public justice organization, which is called the Foundation for Law and Government, or FLAG. Uh, in other, in um, the other half of the pilot program is the Night Industries 2000, which is Kit. Right. A heavily modified, technologically advanced Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. So I guess Firebird's the same thing. Yeah. Uh, with numerous features, including an extremely durable shell and frame controlled by a computer with artificial intelligence. Michael and Kit are brought in during situations where direct action might provide the only feasible solution. And wasn't there, so they had a mobile base of operations yeah, that was an 18 wheeler, right? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Um, okay, so I didn't know all that, Preston. Uh, I had I no idea. Did you no, know getting it, shot in the face? No, it sounds I didn't pretty... know about the billionaire Wilton Knight. Did you guys know that? No. no I don't, yeah. Well, I, don't, I didn't remember that, I should say, but uh, it sounds pretty dumb to me. Uh, <laughs> for a show that, for the rest of it, seemed yeah. very feasible. Yeah. Well, not that it seemed feasible, but, that you know. That seems believable, but a, this millionaire thing. As a kid, it yeah. was it was badass. I love that, the General Lee, like, you know, any of those, those TV yeah. cars that were awesome. But, I mean... For me, if they're not going to, if Pontiac is not going to come out and make a new Trans Am, then to me, it can kick can only be one of two cars, and that is a Camaro or a Corvette. That's it. Okay. So for me, it's not up for debate. They did a series, a second series, uh, a Knight Rider, and I believe in that one. And Nick, perhaps you can look this up. I believe in that one. It was a Mustang. Mm. Interesting. Yes, a soup because I I don't know. If the Corvette, Corvette's very cool. It's got, so for me, the Corvette actually has a, it has that, that nose of the car that yes. most resembles. You want something yeah. that, that'll yeah. handle that, that grid, that, that, that light. You've got to have the yeah. iconic light. Yeah, that would have to be a part of it again. <laughs> wow, that sounds intimidating. I'm intimidated. Turn on the cooing sound. Yes, the freaking right. pigeon. <laughs> we need we need to get a we need to get him to testify. Okay, man. Okay. It was a Mustang, and uh, do you know who voiced uh, Kit in the second iteration of Knight Rider, which was uh, in two thousand eight? No. Val Kilmer, of all people. Well, obviously, before his um, esophageal issues. Yeah, it was uh, the, the guy was um, the played the son of Michael Knight of uh, Hasselhoff's character. God, I, I vaguely Nick, remember. Did you about Nick that. know about the 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 the, uh, yeah. the the history? Is that he had been shot in the face? I was all in on Knight Rider as a kid, and then and then we would watch the reruns in college, and uh, so I mean, like I was into Garth and and Goliath and and the whole evil twin thing, and, and Knight Rider. And Garth was his evil twin, right? Garth yeah. was his evil and, twin, and, and yeah. the thing and that, he showed up in more than one episode, and you knew he was evil because he had facial hair. Yes, the mustache gave it away. Yeah. Anyone with a mustache is evil, right? Wait a second. Uh was Jennifer is it Jennifer Grey that was in that? The or am I thinking of somebody else? There was a hot chick that was in it, right? Erin Gray? Erin Gray. Yeah, That's it. she was yeah. also on uh, Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. And Silver Spoons, right? Yes. Right. Yeah. Uh, was she on on a Night Rider as well? I don't know. Did she have her face shot off? <laughs> yeah. Her- <laughs> because I want that surgery where they can make people look like that. <laughs> We really, I, I need to consult uh, Craig Legans on these things before I speak up because <laughs> yeah. he knows he knows everything. He, he is a savant when it yes. comes to this. Or was stuff. she on BJ and the Bear? There was a hot girl on BJ. It was and the a bear monkey. Too, right? I know that. Yeah, there yeah. was a monkey. 
That was that was a chimp, the, bear. Yeah, well, the bear. Yeah, are, right. are you talking about the female lead in Knight Rider case? Yeah, who was that? That was not Aaron, uh, Aaron Gray. That was a lady. I just looked it up. It was a lady named Patricia McPherson. She kind of looked a little like Aaron Gray, but all right. She that was the Meryl Streep of Knight Rider. Mm. Yes. Um, yeah. So, what car did you go with, Preston? I don't know. I would. I would. I, I'm kind of inclined to go with a Corvette, something American Muscle, you know, which is what the the uh, the Trans Am was as well. And people were pointing out that Pontiac is no longer in business. I I don't keep track with all the right. Yeah. Was Pontiac? Was that? Part of the Chevrolet family because I was yeah because yeah. anytime there was a Chevy there was like the Pontiac version of that like yeah. so if you remember the Chevette right well they had the Pontiac T one thousand which was uh, the Pontiac version of the Chevette yeah it was a GM car okay uh, so it was Oldsmobile which is also out of business there's a couple of suggestions coming in and then I want to open up a, a bigger discussion about cars on screen I'm going to go to Vince hey Vince how you doing hey you guys rock thanks man all right so what do you think would put your bid in for Kit so I think Kit should be the uh, the 2020 uh, Hellcat, the Challenger Ooh, Hellcat. That is a that is a hell of a car. That is such a badass looking car. It was like 800 horsepower, something insane. Right? So is they, that they, they come with over 800 horsepower? But I wanted to say I don't think it should be the new Corvette. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's the the 2020 Corvette is the mid-engine one. They like completely redid it. Is it like a McLaren? Uh, uh, yeah, like the you the engine is direct the engine the is directly behind you. It's over right. the, the rear axle. Oh. But they only they're only making so many of them, and I'm afraid if you make it the new Corvette, that everybody that has a Corvette is just going to make it look like the new kit. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, I'd, man. I'd probably do that. <laughs> uh, let me go to. Hang on. Rocky says they make a 2020 Trans Am. Hey, Rocky. Hey, Kathy. How you doing? You want to go walk on some ice or something? <laughs> 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 hey. <laughs> it's the real Rocky. Oh my God! It's the real Rocky. Yeah. What's up, dude? Hey, how you doing? Yeah. So, so right now, there's actually a company that uh, takes Camaros and they completely redo them, like the front end and all that, mm-hmm. and they make them look exactly like the Bandit Trans Am. So, but they're not they're not making a a production Trans Am. They're they're modding trans modding them to look like Trans Ams. Sort of. So okay. they, they're kind of like a production company. So they get Camaros from Chevrolet, and then people order them, the way, you know, with the, all the packages they want and all that for the Trans Am. And then, uh, then they just build them and ship them to their house. Well, you know, so if you so the, the, should it look something like the original Knight Rider? Because if, you, if you're talking, like if you talk of franchises and cars associated with, uh, like the Transporter, is, is it Audi? You know, he's always He started with the BMW, but then it became Audi, and it was Audi's, you know, that he always drives, mm-hmm. and that's that's part of the deal. Um, I think I think you need something. I think you need an American car for Knight yeah. Rider. Yeah, I, I think agree. so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, somebody just texted me that uh, they are coming out with a 2020 Pontiac Trans Am. Are they? Okay. Interesting. Hey, by the way, and, and a larger conversation, Nick had posted this uh, a few weeks ago, and we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but... Uh, it was a it uh, it was a photo of some iconic vehicles that said the keys are in the ignition. You can only take one. Which one do you take? And it's got uh, it it has it by uh, name of the show: Dukes of Hazard, Back to the Future, Knight Rider, Starsky and Hutch, James Bond, Mad Max, Ghostbusters, The A Team, uh, Miami Vice, or Magnum. And so you know everybody jumped on which yeah. one to choose. And I actually threw my two cents in. And said, but but this is it was from an animated series. I said, I know what you're going to say. What the Mach Five? The Mach Five. The Mach Five. Yeah, I'm not going to take one. Uh, the Mach the Mach Five 
I loved that car. Yes, me too. I uh, that car meant more to me than like a Night Rider, which because I. You could cut down trees with it when you were yes, driving. You could. Right, right. You could go underwater. Well, you could go under. You could water. jump things. Well, so yes. that's that's the question. Yeah, I, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's the question that I have to ask before I can even answer. Is are, is it just the car? Is or is it the car and the actual capabilities that it held within said movie or show? I think it's the car that has its the attributes of yeah. said movie or show. Now, for me, obviously, you, we've said this many times before. My dream car is the Aston Martin. The right. DB5, I believe it is, from Goldfinger. Uh, and that's the one they keep going back to in the actual movies. Uh, but um, Actually, I have a list. Let me go. It's in the other room. I'm going to go get it. it. To, sorry, guys. I've got to step out. Do, no, I, I'm, let me, I'm going to go fix my face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because if it's the actual capabilities, then i got to go with the DeLorean. I mean, well, well, why would you not take a time machine out of any of those other cars? No, that's a good point. If you're taking the aspect of it that makes it unique, uh, okay, you do raise a good point. Um, it, it, it can achieve the most of any of the cars. Yeah. That's that's for certain. It can travel through goddamn time, right? This is such a dude conversation. Like the, uh, you guys could just sit around and talk cars. All right, for... let's put it there. there, there there's there. Well, are you could ten, us ten different voice. styles of Jimmy Choo shoes. No, it's stupid. <laughs> Wait, hang on. But here's the deal: you should you shouldn't you shouldn't tamper. With uh, with time travel, so yeah. I, I would recommend that that is actually going to get you in more trouble than it would get you in anywhere in in a good situation having the uh, the Back to the Future. I'll tell yeah. you my I one I, issue I with flirting with danger with that with the DeLorean, Preston. I thought it sat a little too high. Mm-hmm. I thought I, I think it, I th- always thought it was a sleek looking car, and the the doors were cool and all that stuff is made of stainless steel, right? Yeah. Um, so, but I, I always thought it sat just a little bit too high. All right, which Batmobile? That's a good question. Right. All right. I so, mean, the, so yeah. I love the iconic <laughs> Adam West original Batmobile, but given my druthers, given the one that I think I would probably most like to drive, and the Tumbler and the Batmobile from um, uh, uh, from uh, the uh, uh, Batman v Superman uh, from the right. Zack Snyder that was stuff. Badass. That's probably the that's probably the one I like the most. Okay. Uh, yeah, but they're they're all wonderful. I, you know what though? The Keaton Batmobile, though it's to me that would be any vehicle you need to shoot a grappling hook into a um, to make a turn to make a turn. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's th- a bit much. That, that makes it sort of not useful, not as practical, not as practical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I have a list of the 50 most memorable movie cars of all time. Uh, this is a, um, where did this come from? This is... Uh, Kathy sent it over. Axel Addict. <laughs> Axel Addict. Yeah, Kathy sent A lot of people don't know. She, she works at yes. Pet Boys. Now, I don't know. If, I, I doubt we'd have time to go through all 50 of so them. So do 49. No, I'll do, how about 25? All right. And then if we have time, I can go back and get to some of the other ones. We can take the time machine. Uh, yeah, the we, DeLorean. We could take yeah. the DeLorean and go back. And get the rest of the list. There is definitely one movie car that I would say is not super-duper flashy. And when I reveal it, Steve, I think you would agree with me. But the I, driving Miss Daisy car? No, 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 no. I mean, listen, no, it's definitely a... Actually, shut up. It's, it's a ballsy <laughs> car, but it's not, you know, it's not... Ferrari or you know anything like that, but I would definitely take it. I would definitely what? take the John Wick car. The, the John one- Wick car is excellent. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the Mustang, one- right? The Mustang. Mm. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Oh, god. oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna shoot. Yeah. Like, um, I'd have to. I'd have to see it again. But it was like a '68 fastback. Or, it seemed or- like it. Yeah. Okay. I don't listen. I'm not an expert. There's a scene in the original John Wick where he takes it out to the airport. Uh huh. Yeah. Is tooling around in it, and that's the car that they love, that they want. 
and the the Russian mobsters. Yeah, it's a gorgeous car. Yeah. All right. Uh, so here's uh, oh, well, that. I'm sorry. Go ahead. From this list, uh, we'll start with number 25. Uh, the Starsky and Hutch uh, 1976 Ford Grand Torino. I always loved them. They, they made point of it in the uh, in the Starsky and Hutch movie that for undercover cops, you could not pick a more audaciously loud and <laughs> obvious car to drive <laughs> around in. Red with a big white stripe yeah. and all that thing. Yeah. Well, the only thing they needed was undercover cops written right. on the side of the door. The badass car, man. It is. It is. Badass car. Uh, all right. Then there's the, this is from this list, uh, Axel Attics, I believe is who did this, Axel Attic. Uh The Days of Thunder 1990 Chevrolet Lumina. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's a NASCAR, yeah. right? So, uh, Transformers 2009 Chevy Camaro. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my wife is a Camaro chick. She, yeah. for many years, that's all she had. It's a nice car, but the fact that they made Bumblebee a Camaro pissed me and a lot of other people off. I remember these are movie mm-hmm. cars here. Um, then you have in, uh, at number 22, come on. The Risky Business 1981 Porsche 928. Why don't you go to hell? <laughs> is that the one that ends up in the lake? <laughs> it yeah. does. Yeah, yeah, it does. And the 928, when it went out of favor as far as, uh, I mean, it's yeah. more, the, ni- the 911 is what people really, really like. It's their it's their more popular, uh, you know, style. Did but you like the 928? There was the I 944. thought that was kind of cool looking, yeah. What's the 928 name? was kind of in between the 944 and the 911. You guys remember that? Like, yeah, was, I remember it, the, yeah. the 944 because in high school, like, one person had one, and everybody was like, oh. That was like the affordable one, right? It was like, it was like what does Jake drive in? Jake uh, drives a 944. Six, that's it. Yeah, yeah, in 16, in 16 candles. candles. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, 928, It was. I thought they were kind of cool looking, but I guess they didn't, you know, they didn't stick. There was a guy in high school at a Porsche. Yeah, really? same here. I'll get a Porsche one day, and you mm-hmm. know what? And I haven't. It's just not practical. No, no. You know, no I, I have too many kids. Yeah, you can't. Listen, when you have a high school car, you, you at least want a couple of people in the back seat, right? Yeah. 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 Calper uh, has a Porsche. Uh, not anymore. No. no. Well, he sold it? He got rid of that got long time. Boxer. Boxer. He got a box. Totally sick. Yeah, it was. Uh, I got a smart car now. Uh, no, he got rid of that shortly after he got it. I don't think he liked it. Well, I'm speaking for him, and I don't know if that's the case or not, but he didn't have that Porsche too long. It was sick. Sick. The so Boxster was sick. <laughs> uh, number 21 on this list is the Dukes of Hazard 1969 Dodge Charger RT. Yep. Wait, Charger? I thought it was a Challenger. No, charger? charger, yeah. How about that? How about that? Uh, but uh, yeah, who did the the best thing you can see though are the outtakes of what happened after they made those jumps <laughs> each time in that charger. It just and destroyed how crumpled the, car. the front yeah. ends. Were well, they show a whole bunch of footage like from the Starsky and Hutch movie of those stunts. And they every time the frame bent and cracked, and it was oh. just a, a disaster. I wonder how many. Rednecks in the seventies that had the room and place to go oh, yeah. and jump cars ruin their car. Yeah, doing that from watching. You can do it. Uh, you do it on TV. Yeah, totally, exactly. All right, this is from uh, Ronin, a nineteen ninety eight BMW five thirty five i. So oh, that's yeah. part of one of the greatest film chases of all time. And I never movie. saw it. It's excellent. Yeah, they're, they're they're just I mean just screeching through these. It's it, it, Italy. Was yeah, it, yeah. These little tiny little Italian streets. I think it was amazing driving. I think it was southern France. Actually. It was this part of southern France that's Italy. <laughs> that's in Italy. Yeah. yeah, you think you know everything. Yeah, but um, that is one of the longest. 
car chase scenes in a movie ever. And and it never gets dull. It just keeps going. But it, Preston, I think you'd like that movie. It's De Niro and Jean Reno, and it's a it's a cool mind bender. Okay. And uh, Larry the Cable Guy. Uh, He's not in them. Get her down! <laughs> he was screaming it while they're <laughs> they're tearing through the southern yeah. France in Italy. Get her down! <laughs> all right, these are these are the movie cars, top movie cars. Actually, you probably could do all 50 of these. Why not? Uh, number 19 is Vanishing Point and Death Proof, Proof, the 1970 Dodge Challenger RT. That I love that car. You ever see Vanishing Point? It's about no. a guy who's sort of a speed junkie. Mm-mm. Okay. I didn't see it. Uh, number 18 on this list is from Christine, the 1958 Plymouth Fury. That was a cool-looking car. Very yeah, cool-looking yeah. Car. Uh, nine, number 17 on the list is The Spy Who Loved Me, 1975. The Lotus? Movie. Lotus Esprit. So they had, uh, when that movie came out, they sent a whole bunch of those cars out to, you know, malls. And this is the car from the movie. It was just a car that was featured in the movie. It wasn't the car. But, uh, yeah, it was a cool car. My neighbor down the street, Rick, uh, he had a Lotus. And he didn't even have a garage. So he kept it underneath like a, uh, you know, one of those, what do you call those things? It's just a car cover, I a guess. Carport. Uh, like a cover. Wait, did he even? I don't even like think a tent? He had, I don't even think he had a carport. No, it was just a car cover, like a yeah. big old blanket over that thing. Okay, well, but I, you know, we would uh, sneak in his backyard and we'd lift it up and take a look at it. But uh, you know, for if you're gonna have a car like that, you need to keep that garage kept. Well, yeah, here's the deal, and then people always make that that case. But the the truth of the matter is, the second you drive it out on the road. You, you know, you, you take your Lotus to the Wawa for a cup of coffee. It's going to get dinged. It's, you know, it's, yeah. uh, you can baby it only so much if you right. want to practically drive it. Yeah, there are people that do over baby their car, like never drive them ever. What's the purpose of having it? Yeah. Um, and we had a neighbor who had a Lotus when I was a kid. I remember that. And it was a, it was a pretty slick looking car at the time. Oh, and if you remember in, in Pretty Woman, that's, that's what right. he's driving yeah. in the beginning. He's driving a Lotus. Uh, so, and so remember these are, these are kind of iconic yeah. movie cars. It doesn't mean one is better than the other. Cause number Think 16, you're better than us. <laughs> number 16 is the Wayne's world 1976 AMC pacer. I love that car that he drives. Do you really? I do. You would. I re- oh, yeah. My friend had a pacer like and so on. Yeah. You like off, you like offbeat things. Pacer and gremlin are similar, right? Kind of pacer is a bigger rear window, but yeah, it had that kind of setback mm-hmm. uh, cockpit. The yeah. pacer had a lot of room. It had a lot of room inside. Did it really? Yeah. So my friend's my friend had a pacer. It was bizarre when we got in. It was like, oh my god, this is really pretty spacious. Yeah. Uh, I we, think which one had the the flip up back? That was a Gremlin, I think. So the, the Gremlin was the car. I, I told the, the story on on the show about uh, Gremlin. He left the lid up. He left the back up in the in the garage when he was unloading it, and he backed it. Oh my and god! Bent it completely <laughs> forward. God. All right, here is number fifteen. The uh, from the movie Duel, the nineteen sixty Peterbilt two eighty one tanker. This is one of the most ominous looking trucks, and the way they made it look, Spielberg's first real legitimate directorial effort. And uh, it basic was dirty and oh god, yeah, yeah. it's a psychological thriller. The, yeah. He uh, um, the story is this guy's driving Dennis Weaver's driving a Dodge Dart, yeah, and he just happens on on a on a uh, on a desert road. It passes this truck, and from that moment on, this truck is trying to kill him. Yeah, 
Uh, it I've never seen it all the way through. It's too, it was too freaky for me as a kid, but it it seemed like it was on like every other Sunday. Yeah, you know what if I mean. If you think about it, it's basically Jaws. Yeah, you know yeah. that's what they, so, were, they had said. Yeah. yeah, you know the truck that trails uh, Clark Griswold in the beginning of Christmas <laughs> Vacation. Yeah, yeah. All right, it's, it's sort of similar, right? They pass him, and then the, the truck comes after him. You know that that is Kurt Russell's truck in Overboard. That's, what, really? that's the actual truck in Overboard. That's huh. his everyday vehicle. Really? Same exact car, yeah. How come this doesn't not do the, the same convention route? Yeah, not the same kind of car. It's the same exact car. Wait, is it just a... Uh, I, I don't remember the scene from uh, uh, from the movie. So in the movie... Uh, what kind of truck is it, I'm asking? It's, is an, it? it's an old blue right, pickup truck. All right, it's not a... No, uh, it's not like a tanker. It's not yeah, a tanker, yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, number 14 on this list is Cannonball Run. Ah. 1980. Don't we have the music? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah we have yeah. that special cannonball yeah. run. The ni- 1980 Lamborghini Countach LP400S. That was one of my dream cars for a while because there it is. <laughs> Good, right? I built the model um, as a kid, I remember. Uh, whatever Lamborghini model was out, and I, I sort of fell in love with it. You drove a, a Lamborghini, did you I not? I did, yes. And a lot of people... Wreck those cars because they are not prepared for what they're driving. Yeah, I had it for 24 hours, and I I, I did manage to get it to 150 miles an hour. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, which was way too fast to be driving and way, way, way too scary. No, I don't think I got 150. I think I got like 130, but... Uh, yeah. When you have a front spoiler and a back spoiler, which this vehicle does. <laughs> yep. Do they make the Countach anymore? Countach. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. I don't think so. No. Uh, here's number 13 on this list of uh, movie cars. Uh, Born Identity, 1989, Mini 1100 Special. Mini. Mm-hmm. Born Identity. I don't, I don't remember him driving it. Yeah. yeah that's a, mm. No, no, no. That's not right. No, that's not the year been... that the movie came out. That's the uh, car. Oh, oh, oh. The 1989 Mini Oh. Eleven hundred special. Oh yeah, he <laughs> drives cute. it down like down the steps in. Uh, oh, again. we're looking at a picture of it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. I thought that car was a bit of a Streisand before. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. That's in the top twenty. I think because of what what he does with it. Yeah, it's not. It's not because it's a you know one car is better than the other. It's just kind of better these than iconic things. All right, number twelve is the Ferris Bueller days off. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 1961, Ferrari 250 GT California Spider, which obviously was meticulously taken care right, of in right. the movie and everything. I thought it was a good-looking car, but... I was never I've, crazy I've seen, about it. I've seen cooler-looking yeah. uh, Ferraris. Uh, number 11 is Mad Max, 1973, Ford Falcon XB GT Coupe. It's pretty badass. It is a pretty badass car. And then he had the, uh, the after-factory stuff in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 10 is uh, the 1963 Volkswagen Type 1 Beetle from Herbie the Love Bug. Yeah. I love that car. I love it. All right. So my question, I actually, it was, it, was, it was cute. I was thinking of that movie last week, Herbie the Love Bug, because it just. The original or fully. No, no, no. The original. Yeah. Um, when I watched when I was a kid. Um, and, uh, listen, I liked the movie, but was that movie. Financed by Volkswagen, you know what I mean? Like it almost seems like it's just a commercial for the Volkswagen Beetle. Uh, I don't know. I mean, at the time it was made, there was certainly, you know, there was. I'm sure there was a product consideration, and there were, I'm sure they they were, uh, you know, like for example, Aston Martin wasn't didn't don't didn't pay to appear in Goldfinger, right? No, but uh, it wasn't I, the yeah. movie wasn't 
you know, about the car. It was about James Bond. Yeah. This is about the car. Yeah, but but it's the but the plot of the movie is this unlikely car right. being able to do things yeah. that it, like it, it won races. You know, well, it was alive essentially. Right. But it's like what was it uh, the the horse racing movie where the freaking zebra ends up <laughs> uh, racing stripes? Yeah, I mean, come, yeah. brilliant you know, movie. Yeah. Same type, brilliant movie. <laughs> yeah, same Hot type to of trot. Thing. You know, that so was another one. I don't think it was a you know, it was it a commercial for right. VWs, but I bet you they sold a lot after though. They probably did. Uh, so that was number ten on the side. Number nine is American Graffiti, nineteen thirty two Ford Coupe. Uh, that was at uh, jacked up. Uh, yellow car that uh, I think, right? That was John Milner's car, wasn't it? Yeah, I, yeah, I think it was. Yeah, it says uh, uh, Milner's 32 Coupe. Yeah. Uh, over 20 classic cars and hot rods. Uh, th- that one went out over them, and it helped the uh, popularity of hot rods with the new generation. <laughs> also, uh, though, Harrison Ford's Chevy yeah. was pretty badass in that movie, too. Uh, number eight, we were talking about Trans Ams earlier. Smokey and the Bandit, 1977 Pontiac Trans Am. Mm-hmm. That was a bad-ass car. And when he pulls out of the truck with it for the first time <laughs> yeah, and fired yeah. it up, you're like, all right, this is good to go. All right, uh, number seven, top movie cars of all time. Gone in 60 seconds, 1967 Shelby Mustang GT500. Eleanor. Uh, of course, was the name of it. You know, I never me. saw that movie. You never saw it. No. It's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, you watch, but you did see Ford versus Ferrari, and and the, the whole Shelby story is pretty. Yeah, wild. yeah. it was great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, but yeah, Eleanor is a. Uh, it's it's. Wow. People like to get that model, like like to a T, have it made to look exactly like Eleanor. We're looking at it in the studio. It's pretty slick. And I think on the but on the uh, on the nitrous button doesn't say "Go baby go." Does it? I think so. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. What's the the nitrous button on your uh, Vespa? What does it say? (laughs) I don't have. I I, I, I don't don't have have a good line, dude. Uh, (laughs) Pass. All right. Number six is the uh, Ghostbusters 1959 Cadillac Miller Meteor, which is what that was, Uh, which was an ambulance, right? Yes, it was. Uh, Wasn't it a hearse? I thought it no. was an ambulance. No, it was an ambulance. A converted ambulance. Uh, the other one worth noting, the only other ambulance worth noting, it says, was from Cannonball Run, which uh, Burt Reynolds drove. Right, and that guy Jack Elam, whose one eye went in one direction. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, Casey, you know why they uh, chose a Beetle for Herbie the Love Bug? It had nothing to do with Volkswagen. Okay. Um, they had, they actually um, tried out, believe it or not, a whole bunch of different cars. There were Toyotas, a TVR, Volvos, an MG. And then they picked uh, the Volkswagen Beetle ultimately because it was chosen. It was the only one that uh, made the crew reach out and pet it as if it were an animal. Ah. Um, and it, it got named by Buddy Hackett. Buddy Hackett had a skit about a ski instructor named Klaus. He spoke with a German accent. He introduced his fellow ski instructors named Hans, Fritz, Wilhelm, and Sandor. And at the end of the skit, uh, Hackett would say, if you ain't got a hoibie, I ain't going. And so uh, he, he, who was in the movie, he ended up naming the love bug. Oh, that's right. He is in the movie. He's yeah, yeah. the mechanic. Yeah. All right. Then you have uh, the Italian job, the 1968 uh, Austin Mini Cooper S. Again, a mini. Yeah. Uh, and they do have a really cool chase scene. It's, it's, it's terrific. Uh, yeah. Where they're tearing through town and the minis are just, I mean, they're, they're drifting them and they're so small they can get into spaces, uh, especially uh, in Europe. So um, they cite that as number five. Okay. 
Number, Number four, five. The Blues Brothers 1974 Dodge Monero. I never knew the model of that car. Neither did I. To be honest. It's a cop car. Yeah. It's got <laughs> cop shocks. You picked me up in a cop breaks. car. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so they, uh, yeah. Well, the, the Crown Vic used to the be Blues the, Mobile. was the, was the cop car du jour, was Which it is not? probably what all those Illinois cops were driving in that movie as well. Right. I think at, bef- at the time when the Blues Brothers came out, uh, they held the record for most car crashes yes. uh, in a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and they destroyed like over a hundred cars or something along those lines. All right, number three on this list is, and this is a lot of people's favorite, uh, from Bullet, the 1968 Ford Mustang GT390 Fastback. Magnificent car. Gorgeous car. Magnificent sequence. Uh, when they start, so they, you know, he's following these, uh, these hitmen, and they're, they're playing a game of cat and mouse, and they have, they, you know, they put a, he puts, guy puts on his driving gloves, they put on their seatbelts, and uh, that, that whole sequence, which is around San Francisco, is amazing. And I think uh, it wasn't, maybe it wasn't the Mustang, but maybe one of the other cars that was in the chase lost six hubcaps. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, during the chase. Right. Uh, so that <laughs> is, that's noted. Uh, number two, Casey, is the DeLorean from uh, Back okay. to the Future. Uh, the DMC-12 was the uh, the model of How that. long were they in production, the DeLoreans? That's a really good question. It was not, a short time. Not very long, yeah. Again, I mean, listen, it wasn't a commercial for DeLoreans, but had... They still been in production, you know, during and after that movie. They probably would have sold a ton more. Yeah. And maybe would have been able to stay in business. Mm. 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 How about that? If you had that time travel feature, it certainly would have sold a lot more. Yeah. And then uh, number one on this list is the uh, James Bond 1963 Aston Martin DB5. Just amazing. Mm. When he walks in, in, the, uh, in that sequence in Goldfinger. Uh, where he walks over and he's introducing this is Q says to him you know he's your, your new car I guess he'd been driving the Bentley before that and uh, it, all all those things which are now actually a lot of is just standard on cars right <laughs> but uh, yeah oh my God you can do that only uh, only two years of production Steve for the DeLorean 1981 and 1982 and then they went uh, they stopped making them entirely in 1983 wow hang on let's get some uh, ones that aren't on the list I'm gonna go to uh, Marcus hey Marcus good morning. Good morning, fellas. How you feeling? Good. What's up, buddy? I was thinking about the one car that always excites me, and it's from a great action flick in the 80s. It's Stallone in the movie Cobra, ah. 1950 Mercury. It's just a mean, aggressive-looking car. Like, that's the car you want to drive when you're about to go murder somebody. Hey, I want to like Mercury, please. A ni- <laughs> it was a 1959 Mercury? It was yeah. a 1950. Just a 1950 Merc. Yeah, it was an old car. It looked pretty cool-looking. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I forgot about that. that I mean, was his... it shoots fire out the back. Anything, you know? Any... It shot fire, fire out the back? Yeah. The fire exhaust. He's, he's, he's driving a dragon, so how can you not? <laughs> okay, got it. it. All right, thanks, man. Thank of course, you always get I could tell you what a Corolla beat. <laughs> <laughs> something that's good on gas and something that I can take the kids to school in, please. <laughs> I want a couple of safety features, and I want OnStar. Excuse me, sir. You have a you have a matchstick in your mouth. I know. I'm the disease, and you're the cure. You're the cure. I'm the disease. <laughs> wait. What no, am no, I? No, no, no. He's what the disease. It? What am I? I'm wait. Am I you're the, the cure. The cure? I'm, I think the, I'm the disease. I'm, the disease? I'm, you're sell- the disease? I'm selling you this car. Then you're the cure. Yes. <laughs> which would make you're the cure to my disease, which is my disease. Is I don't have a car. But okay. if he buys it, and now it's your car, then, then I'm the cure to the- your disease because I've made you money. You could get cure auto insurance. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, if, exactly. If you are interested. It's a crazy world we live in. It is, isn't it? Though? Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, I remember that, yeah. 
Hang on. I want to go to uh, Cindy. She's got a comment to make. Hey, Cindy, good morning. Good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Cindy, what's up? Uh, I just want to say thank God you saved this conversation for Kathy's son so yes. she would have been lost. Kathy has been able to do her tax returns during this break, Cindy, and like, it's been good, good good time for you, right? Like zero interest whatsoever. Is there no car? Cindy, is there a car in any movie or any TV show that you thought, man, that's that's a that's a hot car. That's a car I'd like to have. So I drive a Subaru, and I can tell you if I pass another Subaru, I recognize it, and that's about the extent of it. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> all right, Subaru's a yeah. all right. There you go. Thank you for sticking but, with us on this conversation. That's what I was saying. Like it's, it is such a dude conversation <laughs> that you guys could go, you know, this amount of time mm. just talking about cars and movies. Mm. But we, if you are going to do, like, top 25 crafts to buy at Hobby Lobby or things to buy at Marshall. <laughs> oh, yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. yes. There we go. Um, Cindy, there. email me. <laughs> We'll talk about your favorite succulents later on. Yeah. Thank you, Cindy. Uh, by my the way, favorite are obviously the big ones. Here's a text that says, uh, John DeLorean lived down the street from my cousins in Princeton, New Jersey. He was actually a really nice guy, but very weird. Wasn't, wasn't, I forget the whole DeLorean, um, the FBI sting, but there was, wasn't there a, a sale of drugs to, the company was falling on, um, Financial difficulties, if I remember correctly. Oh, yeah. And then there was there's an FBI sting. Yeah, and... he was involved in like a coke ring, Steve. Yeah, I remember that. I thought yeah. there was coke involved. Right, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Jeff, who used to design, uh, help design movie cars. What? I think, here. Hey, Jeff, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. You guys work. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. All right, so what's, what's your uh, your background? All right, so I used to work for an inventor in an industrial design company, and I used to actually, what I did was I worked for the Danbury Mint up in Connecticut where we designed die-cast collectible car models. Okay. And so what I used to do is go around the country and document and photograph race cars, movie cars, et cetera. And so when you were talking about the American graffiti cars, I got a chance to hang out with Paul Lamott, who was the actor that played... John Miller. Miller. Yeah. And um, I hung out with him and got a chance to check out and document the, you know, his yellow coupe, which actually still had all of the camera brackets still mounted all over the frame of it. Oh, wow. that's that's cool. Hey, did he own that, Jeff? He did not. He okay. was good friends with a guy in San Francisco that owned... He had that coupe. He had Harrison Ford's 55 Bel Air from the movie. And I think it was, I forget, the white one that Ron Howard drove. I think it was a Thunderbird maybe, but it was white with, like, red pinstripes. Yeah, it so, was It was the car yeah. that uh, Charlie Martin Smith uh, bars to, to get laid. Uh, that's, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's a, it's a cool-looking oh, car, that's too. that's funny. Wow. Well, yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. Well, what what, what what scale was it? How, what scale were you doing these things in? Uh, we were doing them in one twenty fourth scale. Okay. Wow. Did, did you, do you have a lot? Did you keep a lot? I have. I have a ton of pictures, as you could imagine. Yeah. Um, and then I have. I think I probably have about twenty or thirty different models of all all different types of you know classic cars. Corvettes, Bonnevilles, Ferraris, just 
all, all different types of stuff. That's huh. cool. Nice, yeah. man. Very cool. Thanks yeah. for the call, brother. We appreciate it. Dan Burry, man. Uh, I, I've seen this come a couple, uh, up a couple of times text-wise. 1967 Camaro and Better Off Dead. Yeah. That was, that's the Camaro I wanted. Okay, that's I the was, one you wanted? I was yeah. a fan of Camaros, and either the 68 or 67, I thought were just the yep. most intimidating looking cars ever made. They're just so cool. Looking. You want something that looks badass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If like I Kathy always says that. Yeah. I mean if I had the kind of money where I could have a couple of different like play cars, that would be the first one that I would have. Sixty eight yep. Camaro. Yep. Nice. Nice. Um well yeah, I was curious about that. They are they're looking to recast kit yeah. for Knight Rider. And uh I don't know if they've made uh, a full-on decision on that yet, or if they're going to come up with some kind of concept, and you know that article seemed to suggest that they haven't as yeah, of yet, yeah. and I think they're trying to get the uh, the public's input. Yeah. I'm like super curious to see what number 26 on your list was because you only did 25 down. Oh, you want to? <laughs> yeah, it's okay. you can't leave us hanging, man. Uh, let's National Lampoon. Animal House, 1964, Lincoln Continental MK2. Yeah. Uh, the star of the show is Flounders Brothers Lincoln Continental. This classy car starts off fine but gets trashed on a road trip with Pinto, Boone, and Otter. The car ends up being fixed for the homecoming parade <laughs> by D-Day, and it doesn't look much like the original. It becomes the death mobile. <laughs> yep, exactly. So that is the one. Somebody had suggested, and they're, they're not up there anymore, but that the um, a, a, an appropriate kit would be a Tesla. Yeah. yeah, they might. Maybe they go electric. Yeah, quite uh, conceivable. Yeah, or, or uh, nuclear. Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, why not? So yeah. you you get rear-ended and it detonates. Right. Exactly. All right. Anyhow, like the uh, Pintos. Thanks for joining in. I appreciate it. We got to take a break. Uh, Want to remind you? You know what? In fact, I'm not going to remind you about anything. I'm going to give you what? tickets to see the Struts. If you're calling number twenty right now, the show is tonight. 215-263-WMMR is the number, and it is the Live and Drive-In series at Citizens Bank Park. We saw Burt Kreischer on Sunday night. It's an amazing setup. The setup is really, really top-notch. Yep, so call number 20, and keep in mind, it's you and three friends in your car at the event tonight. 215-263-WMMR. Tickets are on sale now uh, via phillies.com slash drive or you can go to WMMR.com. You can get a list of other concerts, guidelines, all that stuff. So we'll be back in just a moment. Good luck to you. Hey, gang, it's safe to say we've never seen anything quite like 2020. Challenging, uncertain, unprecedented. Go ahead, pick an adjective, any adjective. We'll wait. We've been through a lot, probably with more to come, but we've stuck together like Philly always does. It's pretty easy to feel helpless, but there are a few things we can do. Like social distancing, avoiding large crowds, and wearing a mask when you're out in public. It might seem like a pain, but it's nothing compared to what some people are dealing with. So let's do the things we can do while we have to, and we'll get this great city and great country back to normal. A message from your friends at 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Uh, in a little while, we're going to speak to a gentleman named uh, Ben Hartranft, uh, who was with us a while back for a charity event that's coming up. Uh, he has autism, 
And this is going to be benefiting the Eagles Autism Challenge. So we'll talk to him in a few minutes. Great event. Absolutely. Uh, but since we completely left Kathy in the dark in the last conversation <laughs> about movie cars, I thought we'd throw something out there to throw bring, her bone? bring her back. And she actually sent me this oh. story. All right. Well, it's almost guaranteed that. Yeah. So it's about these um, toys called LOL dolls. Yeah. And uh, there's a video. These dolls, apparently, you dip them in water, in cold water, and then, um, like, uh, images. Their outfits supposed yeah, their to outfits change. appear or change. Yeah. And some consider them to be uh, inappropriate clothing, undergarments, and lingerie uh, <laughs> after you put them in the water. So they, I have not seen pictures of these. And so do they actually look, they look like. Um, there, I saw there was one outfit that looked, looked kind of strappy. Yeah, uh, but I mean, I it's, wouldn't. I don't know. Yes, I mean, come on. If this oh, is that, a little no, kid that doll. is a that is a little. Um, it looks like one? an S and M outfit. That's a little S and M. That's the oh. one. I saw a woman dip about five or six of them in there, and that's the only one that came up where that, I was like, that okay, looks like that a dominatrix. Yeah. <laughs> so here's one. There's one too. It kind of has like a fishnet bra or like tank top more, not a bra. Okay. Um, so what's the idea with lighter. these characters? Are they actually hookers? No, they're just little dolls, but the big thing about them is a surprise. You, you get a surprise. So, so when you dip them in the water, their clothes disappear? No, no, they appear. They, they appear? Yes. Oh, so they become they become dressed when you dip them in the water. Yeah, it's like just something on their body, and I, I think they come with clothes and stuff like yeah. that. They're, they're like, this whole thing has been, you know, it's supposed to be a surprise, and I guess this is just a new way to surprise the kids. Look, lingerie. Do they start naked? <laughs> yeah, they start naked, Case. Yeah, well, at exactly. least you're putting clothes on. <laughs> I know that's what I'm thinking <laughs> no, too. No, you can dress them up and let them hey, wear clothes. Yeah, and stuff. Put, put, they're dolls. Hey, put their S and M outfit on. Yeah, <laughs> they're naked, but they're not. They don't show like nipples and you know pubic hair. Well, they're babies, so they wouldn't have pubic hair, I guess. But... I think that they do show <laughs> a little. Are like, you? Hair? They have a not, baby muff? No, not no. Not, muff. Did you oh, just God. say baby muff? Well, that would be that would be horrific. Yes, it would. Yes, it would be horrific. <laughs> baby muff. Disgusting. Where do you look? Where are you so showing me? There's like a little like hole. Like it, it is a little bit. What is it with and these? I can't tell from that. Who's making from these who's things? Ma- who's who's making? Who's Lou? Yeah, I don't know. That is that's tr- well. You, that you know, there's a lot of that in the news, Preston. Who's you got these Lou? dolls. You got the the the, uh, the trolls, the uh, world tour dolls. You've seen that, right? Yeah, yeah, it had a, a sensor on it that uh, there was a little nub that uh, some people got in a tizzy about because I guess they thought it was anatomically the love button on a woman. It's 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 in the crotch area, right? Yeah, so it's the button is on the crotch area, and when you push it, you get a uh, you get sounds that some have said sound rather um, orgasmic. Yeah, so here's uh, here's a clip of that. And if you look right here on her privates, and if you push those, she makes these sounds. That's Kristen Bell, by the way. Is it? Uh, doing the making sounds, the noises. Oh, like a gasping sound? This is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. wrong. It's, just, it's just there. And it makes uh, a gasping sound when you touch her privates. And to me, it's just like sexual sounds. And it's so disturbing. Oh, shut up. You you you're you're down with it. You think that's? Oh, I don't think it's. I don't think it's blatantly yeah, yeah, you know yeah. to sexualize children or anything like that. So why do you think they put the button there? I you know I'd read an article about it and I'll have to relook it I up. I wonder but, if there were other places they could have put the button. Uh, I don't know. They probably. I don't. I thought it was a like the back. Yeah, maybe. I yeah. think the back is a broad area to stick a stick an orgasm button. 
Hang on a second. Let me go to uh, Brian. Hey, Brian, good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up, buddy? What's going on, bitches? <laughs> Just taking your call, man. What do you want to share with us? These these dolls are anatomically correct to the male and the female. Are you talking about the LOL dolls? Yes, I am, because my granddaughter, she has hundreds of them. Okay. So in, with the male, what what is is there is there a... A, a unit? There's a package. There's a package. There is a, there is a package. Is it just for like the a male doll? Is it like a bump or is it? Is it? Can you? No, is it the, it's it, actually. You, look, it's right a here. Package. I have a picture of it. Hold on, we, we're looking at a photo of it right oh. now. Yeah, sure oh, enough. Yeah, anatomically correct. Yeah, there oh, you go. Okay, so, and that's that's about. So they're supposed to be babies. Like you remember, you know, if you get a baby yeah. doll, you, there are some that are anatomically correct, but these that are really correct. tiny. These are like can fit in the palm of your hand. Exactly, exactly. And my grand, like I said, my granddaughter, she, every every weekend I'm buying her like tons of them, but, you know, they're, that's what she loves. And, this, you know, it's, it, I know she's a kid, she's seven, but, I mean, this is, she has hundreds of them. And, okay, so they're popular, they're super popular. She doesn't, dip in, she doesn't dip them in the cold water and then get all that other, she, she has the clothes, she dresses them. One of the dolls looks like the uh, looks like Wesley Slipes from, from a Demolition Man. You're right, it's got the, the different colored <laughs> yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. We're looking at that. All right, thanks, Brian. I appreciate it. No yeah, problem. but I, I don't think all of them you dip in water. Yeah, I, think I think there's, there's certain th- kinds that you get, right? Yeah, there's there's different kinds, and I think this was just their, like, next uh, iteration of your surprise. Yeah. <laughs> this woman who did it said, yeah, she dipped it in cold water. The doll displayed wearing a strappy black top and pants. One displayed fishnet stockings and a purple bikini top. All of our dolls as kids were completely, I mean, G.I. Joe was nothing. Bar, no nipples, no junk, no nothing. It was all right. You know what I think? Well, did any been, doll have any? You know what I think might have been the first anatomically correct baby doll, Steve. Believe it or not, was on Archie Bunker when Gloria and Michael had a baby that was part of the TV show. And I think you remember on TV shows they would they would create they would they would it was baby it was baby stivic it was uh it was their uh, what was yeah, their kid's name I've forgotten and the whole purpose was that it, to to sort of teach that to yeah kids. like a you're raising right. a child and I think that might have been the first what was that kid's name it was a boy yeah and I don't remember Steve but we somebody Nick you're gonna have to look meathead that up stivic and... that's what it was baby meathead baby meathead <laughs> <laughs> the uh, Ken Barbie doll though he I mean it wasn't necessarily anatomically correct but there was a bump there was there was yeah. there a bump there yeah. was a little bump and then and Barbie what were you had feeling a... down around there and floor? Barbie had a butt. There was nothing in the Barbie front. Had a bus, yeah. no, Barbie had a bus. It, it was it was a cre- it was a it was a crease. It wasn't like it, it, you well, couldn't. Cabbage Patch had Babies boobs. had had butts. Cabbage Patch Babies had butts. Yeah, they had the, yeah, the they signature had was crack. on their butt. Yeah. Okay. I, was it Joey Steve? Joey, that was it. Joey, Joey? Stivic had was a baby was an anatomically correct baby. Yeah. Did they make a Did they make a doll out of that? Nick? Can you see if you can find information about sure, that? Sure. Yeah. Look. All right. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to. Clayton. Hi, Clayton. Hey, guys. How the hell's going? <laughs> What's up, buddy? <laughs> Not much. All right. Little topic on the LOL dolls. I had a little incident with those guys. Okay. Our girls, as I should say. So my wife purchased a, about five of them for a good Mennonite friend of mine that I work for a tree company. And uh, so we wrapped them up. I didn't look at them. She looked at them. We take them to this party. My good Mennonite friend goes and opens them up. He just takes them quietly, walks to the fire pit, starts ripping them apart, and lighting them on fire. They wow. burned them? Jeez. He straight boycotted them so much so that the next day when 
how horrible those dolls are. Okay. So, so, so and they're really they so obviously they knew. I guess they'd known about them prior to that, or were they just immediately stunned? Because if you if he, he was immediately stunned. I mean, his face looked like he saw a ghost. It smacked him and then just took him down to the ground. I mean, was was mortified at the clothing. Well, who's giving those to Mennonites? You, you know, I mean, what? I mean, you you kind of know the uh, the 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 S and M outfit on the one of them. I mean, we, oh. everyone can make their choice, but these at least are a little provocative in 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 some aspect. So yeah, uh, yeah, but so so they just, they just incinerated them. Incinerated. <laughs> that's, 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 if I ever bring him another gift like that again, he will ban me. Completely. Wow! So the law was laid down. Okay, so we're looking. Right, all right. right. Thanks, man. <laughs> so, okay. so don't bring these dolls to the Mennonite gathering. Obviously, because of the doll, you, you think it, that it's geared towards kids. Yeah. Is, is this, though? I mean, is it? Are, are they selling these in Toys R Us, or is this something? What are you talking you... about? The LOL dolls? Yeah. 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 Or, or is it something that toy. is sold at, like, Spencer's? You no, know? they're a kid's no, they're, toy. They're okay. all over. They're a Target. They're, yeah. Huh? Okay. Hang on, right. Nick. Nick's so Preston. Yeah, Preston, your recollection is is pretty accurate. In 1976, the Ideal Toy Company released a 14-inch Joey Stivic doll, and it was called Archie Bunker's Grandson. <laughs> it was billed as the first anatomically correct male doll, yeah. and apparently inspired a bit of controversy at the yeah. time, and it's a collector's item because uh, some stores wouldn't sell them. It was it was always pitched as a um, like a learning Yes, a doll, like you know, and that was part of the deal. <laughs> and it was, it was also a racist. I remember the, the baby, right? Just like a... I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, the face of it looks like Archie. Was it supposed to look like Archie Bunker? It does look like Archie Bunker. Like That's what kills me. Mm-hmm. I mean, why? You know, the whole thing is, and Archie Bunker's on the box. It's kind of weird. Yeah. yeah, it's like a dingbat doll. But there's always there's always some toy that at least each year, right, that causes there's some kind always, of controversy. Always, always, and sometimes um, they're a little bit more overt, and sometimes they're they're kind of like. But this. these have been out for a long time. That's yeah. why it's a little surprising that they're a very popular toy among uh, you know the kids, and and now this is happening. Yeah, I don't think any. I don't think these companies necessarily do that on purpose because. Why would you want to ruin a good thing? Yeah. You are you are selling loads and loads of merchandise, and you would not. Clearly, the most important thing is making money when it comes to retail. If you want to keep them out there on the shelves, yeah. yeah. But you remember years ago, there was an Aurora, the model toy model line, had a torture chamber. You remember that? Um, yeah. 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 And, and, and that like was controversial. Like Fangoria magazine and stuff like that, well, or models, right? Yeah, yeah you would yeah. you had the pit and the pendulum. You had the, uh, yeah. the, the 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 victim, the woman in the cage, yeah. and he had all of this stuff. It was supposed to be a diabolical torture chamber, and you built all the models and collected them all together. And then after a while, somebody got wind of it and they discontinued. <laughs> I had like three pieces in it, right? I had the pit and the pendulum, you know, yeah, uh, and uh, and they uh, they discontinued them. Was it marketed to kids? Yeah, it was okay. there, there were kids' toys. <laughs> a torture chamber. Little noose and all that it stuff. Was, and... I, I wish, if, if you can find some pictures of it, it was Aurora, it was the torture chamber kit, you know, and okay. it was, uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was meant to replicate the classic torture chamber. Well, okay. <laughs> well, right now they just deal in sexual stuff. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, that's yeah. All they're G-spots for. and stuff like that. Uh, these days. So <laughs> that, yeah, it's the LOL dolls and then the troll dolls. And I guess, the, did the trolls get yanked? I, I haven't heard them pulled off the shelves. Um, 
this woman and a, a number of others noted that the button was placed in the happy zone. Right. And uh, but uh, I don't know. I don't know what the story is. Somebody texted and said this doll's been out for five years and they've always uh, changed. The that's all it says. No, no. Talking about the uh, the LOL dolls. Oh, okay. Uh, hang on a second here. Let me go to uh, Daryl. Hey, Daryl, good morning. Good morning. You guys rock. Thanks, Daryl. Oh! What's up, buddy? I was going to say a long time ago, probably like back in the 70s, there used to be a store called Two Guys. They, <laughs> sold, they sold a doll called Growing Up Skipper. Okay. When you turned her arm, not only did she get taller, her breasts got bigger. Her breasts got bigger? Yes. In this, I, why do I sort of remember this? And you said it was the Skipper doll? Growing yeah, up. it was called Growing Up Skipper, and I'll be honest, it was not out very long. <laughs> <laughs> About a month or two, and it was already off the shelf. I wonder why. Okay, we're well, looking at a commercial for it here. Yeah. All right, and then... When you, when you turn the arm, the boobs oh, yeah. get bigger. Yeah, yeah, the boobs are getting bigger. <laughs> That's funny. Dude, That and, and it does get taller. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so it's meant to simulate puberty. Right, and the way puberty really works, by lowering your arms. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I, don't lower your arms, Joey, not yet. I'll be honest, I have no idea what it's worth, but I have one put away, collectors. Seriously? Dude, yeah. it, is it and in the never, original? You've never looked up the, the value on it? Uh, no, I haven't. I don't know why. Just You guys just brought it to my attention. I never thought about it in years. All right, so let me ask you, is it in the original package? Oh, yeah. If it's in the original package, I guarantee you you're probably looking at something that's worth a lot of money because I watch Collector's Corner with uh, Liesl Welchel. Is that and, right? And uh, the original packaging really means everything. Hey, Daryl, do you have a lot of things like that? Uh, no, not like that. This no, the, not like this not is like the, the only doll, doll he actually married. Yeah, no, I mean, but I have, a, I have an original Thundercat sword, but it doesn't grow when you do anything. <laughs> All right, the growing up Skipper doll. I found one on, uh, let's see, untouched and in package on eBay, two hundred and fifty dollars. Well, let's put it this way. Remember, I was I'm like fifty four now, so I was a kid back then. So we did remove it from package. Okay, oh. we almost wore the heck out of the arm because we were like amazed. Of course, how big you would grow. Let me ask you, on prom night, were you raising and lowering your date's arm all night? <laughs> I tried. I kept trying to move her right arm. Mm. She said, what are you doing? I said, oh, just experimenting. All right, here's one that's out of the package. It's 64 bucks. Right. So, hey, that were, that yeah. was cheaper than like the eight ninety nine it sold for. Yep. Im- imagine the, Thanks, the, man. the pitch session for uh-huh. that toy, you know? Yeah. Well, it we need a doll of... whose knockers get bigger. Yeah, sixty-four bucks. I, you know, it's funny, and we've talked about this before. But the things, the things you hang on to, hoping they're going to appreciate and value over the time, and they're nothing. There was nothing. So on that show, and they show you the importance of a original packaging. And a lot of you get this stuff because you want to, you want to, you know, screw around with it. I mean, I know this doll in particular might be a little creepy, but if you get like you know toys and stuff like that. Uh, but if you have it in the original packaging, if you have it assigned, for example, if it's a, you know something associated with a celebrity and the celebrity has signed it, and you have a picture of that signing, then the value skyrockets. Right. If it's something worth a damn. Does that and, include Doc Gooden baseball cards? <laughs> that's the, they did an entire special called The Disaster of the Doc Gooden Memorabilia Day. I would think that, that controversial toys, too, would definitely be worth something, right? Because... Sure, the ones that were... that I guarantee you these torture chamber toys yeah. uh, are, were definitely would be would be a lot in their original packaging. And there were, there were always ones that were getting pulled off the shelf. What was the one that's... What was the one that actually sounded like it was saying F you? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I forgot. It. Uh, I don't remember what that was exactly, but yeah. Was it just a joke of the... <laughs> Of the burnt-up corpses of Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru by Kenner. The- <laughs> yes. I think it was. Okay. Though I thought it was hilarious. I think so. I don't... Did they ever actually make those, or was that just a, a joke? <laughs> well, for example, we got promotional uh, promotional figures for the Invisible Man um, movie. Yeah. All right. And it was, just, it was just an empty container on the... Uh, with the cardboard backing, but, uh, you know, I thought it was hilarious. What's the most disturbing toy that you can remember? Oh, I had a Charlie McCarthy doll, but not, I mean, it's not Well, like, it was just freaky. Just, I hated that Yeah, because ventriloquist right. dummies. The, yeah. the ones that were like, I can't believe they made a toy of this. Hmm. Yeah, I had a Charlie McCarthy as well case. I, eventually, when you got tired of it, did you kind of rip it apart and pull its head out and I stuff like that? I used to like beat that? the crap out of that. Did thing. you really? Oh, yeah. Was yeah. it was, by its feet? And did it scare you? It? Yeah. I had a number of, uh, at a Charlie McCarthy, I had a, uh, two Danny O'Days. I love ventriloquism as a kid. Okay. And you find out quickly that no one else does. Yeah. So right. uh, they don't want to see your stupid ventriloquism <laughs> or your magic tricks. Uh-huh. Uh, but uh, anything come to mind for you that was a, like a, a corrupt or just a no, corrupting toy? I, I never, uh, I didn't have anything personally what? that I owned that, that freaked me out. Well, you know, early in the early days of G.I. Joe, they would have... Oh yeah! Help Joe kill the the Nazi. You know the the, the and you had the, the Germans and the and the the Japanese soldiers. Yeah. And he was warring again. It was World War Two. Yeah. And so you would get the the enemy. You'd right. get the enemy soldiers. Yeah. yeah and absolutely. I remember that. Um, that was weird. Hang on here. There's a guy on the line. I'm going to go to Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? You guys rock. Ah, thank you, Eric. All right. So your buddy makes toys. It's not my buddy. There's a guy on Facebook. His thing is called, like, TDK some number customs. It's, like, supposed to be, like, a stormtrooper number. Anyway, he makes custom action figures, and he is responsible for the burnt-up <laughs> Uncle Owen and Aunt Bruce. And they <laughs> exist. You can, like, they're super expensive. They're, like, he does it off a thing printer, a 3D printer. They're, they're like, $200, $300 a piece. Oh, my wow. God. He, he also has... He also has something. It's like Alderaan after it blew up. Like it's like a box of rocks or something. Like <laughs> rocks. He's got. He's got. He's got zombie stormtroopers. There have. He'll even Preston. All you guys. He could even take a picture of you, put it in his thing, and make you whatever character. It doesn't even necessarily have to be Star Wars. He took like. He does this thing like behind the mask where he'll do things of like Jeremy Bullock, who is Boba Fett in the costume, and they'll have his mask off in his hand, and it'll be Jeremy Bullock's head. Wow! He did one for he did one for John Williams. He's all over the place. He gets him signed. So everything. so so he's doing this. For, he's doing this for. He's doing this custom work on demand. And and how how's his business? Hey, this dude, he like when I first discovered him. I guess within four months he was selling. I mean, I, I couldn't even put a number on it. Every day it was like, oh, thank you for my custom worker. I got my custom worker. Here's this custom piece I got signed by Peter Mayhew. Or, yeah, like, I mean, oh, he's got. Wow, man. This is a Peter Mayhew. He's got one of his Chewbacca with the mask off. And he even put the black stuff around his eyes, the makeup that they use when he puts his thing on so you can't see his eye. This dude is amazing. He's just ridiculously expensive. Well, I would imagine you, you take like hardcore Star Wars fans, like a, like a Patton Oswalt or somebody who's got I'm the money. All over. I guarantee I you like they would I, buy. They Who wouldn't buy a, a burned uh, Aunt Peru? Right. I, didn't know, I didn't know how much he was charging. I sent my wife the link. She was like, are you out of your mind? I was like, what are you talking about? And I forget what I said her for, but the dude wasn't like $250, $300 for one figure. 
You know what? I, right. We were talking about the movie. Thanks, uh, bud. I was, uh, hey, no problem. Have a good one. So yeah. what character, if you were to have a custom-made replica of a character from a movie... You know, like uh, just like what, like life size or something? No, or? Like, like 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 small doll figure. That, like and the Amparo thing is hilarious. Oh yeah. Um, wow. I mean, were you just? Who is that? Mm. I don't know. I, I my mind was starting to wander into uh, disturbing toys again. And I'm sorry. I'll come back to that. Oh please, but, yeah. Uh, but my sister used to have the. Um, I guess it was a Barbie head. Yes, like Just a life head? size head for, yeah, for to, were, to learn your hair. hair yeah, right? you do the hair and the yeah. makeup. I'll tell you one that was I didn't terrifying. Like that. Just the head. Yeah, the Just one the head, the one where you would literally yank the hair, out, pull, the, pull hair. the hair. Her hair would grow. Yeah, you would pull it out and of her skull. They could make it shorter. Yeah, yeah. And then how would you get the hair shorter by pulling down on her on her pubic hair? Right. No, right, I, yeah. it had something to do with the legs and the, and the arm. I think. Yeah. Really? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Apparently over there at Barbie, they think everything happens because you raise and lower your arm. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know what? I'm trying to think of uh, what would be a... Uh, well, I mean, listen, they they make disturbing uh, action figures, as sure, you know. I have a ton of them, yeah. Well, you know, like Hannibal Lecter and so yes, on. You can get all pinhead. kinds of messed up things. But the things that, are, that end up being troubling or <laughs> mm. frightening that they're trying to market to kids. Yeah, they aren't supposed to be. Uh, Casey, Ray Brower, uh, his corpse. So, <laughs> I was wondering. From, from, uh, stand by me. Because I immediately went to like Which my. Which is the kid they went to see who got hit by the train, yeah. the dead kid. If you could have a, I'll have a Ray Brower. It's my stand by me collectible. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's the dead body they found. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I immediately. Oh, or like, I went to like my favorite movies of all time. I couldn't. Ray Brower would be perfect. Somebody like Large Marge when she's in the middle of the. How about Gwyneth okay. Paltrow's head in a box? Yes. Oh, yes. Seven. Mm-hmm. In the box. Yeah. I like it. What's in the box? Hi, honey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when are you going to be home for dinner? Oh, that'd be a good Halloween costume, wouldn't it? Gwyneth so Paltrow in a box. Well, you could, you know, yeah. put a box around your head. Sure. What's um, in the box? A girl could, and uh, yeah, you could be Brad Pitt. It's your wife's head. just... <laughs> 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 Instead uh, of trying to dissuade You weren't even entertaining the notion of trying to <laughs> yeah. soften that a bit? Yeah. Where you ask. Yeah. I mean, he's Morgan Freeman. I mean, hey, look at this. It's your wife's head in a box. <laughs> you couldn't <laughs> come buy me a cup of coffee or something? Uh, I'm going to go to uh, Duncan. Hey, Duncan, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you? Good. What's up, buddy? Good. Hey, so I used to work in a toy company. A lot of people don't realize it, but uh, the greater Philadelphia area designed some of a lot of the toys in the world um, up in, uh, you know, out, outskirts of Philadelphia. But anyways, um, we would do such brands as like Toy Story, Mad Balls, uh, Stink Blasters and all this other stuff. Wow. But so ma- manufactured or, or developed in, in all of it? We we develop it like um, and it all gets manufactured overseas. But we develop oh. it just like the movie Big. Like we sit in the room and say, "This is broken. This won't work." Uh, that is cool. That, yeah. that you know, obviously, as you well know, I I am a fan of uh, toys and collectibles like that. Is is it is it a joy for you? Or does it get to be? Are there is there a downside to the job? Well, I'm a contractor now and I work remotely, but. Um, there was a funny one where uh, I wasn't on this project, but it was Toy Story. It was a life-size Buzz Lightyear doll, a big, what, two-foot-tall one. Mm. And the fingers were all movable. And what they found out were the kids were putting up the middle fingers. <laughs> so it's always a liability. Fingers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, who who makes the uh, – I see them. I, I don't know if they're made specifically for this, but you'll see the trucks driving around 
with Woody uh, hanging off the back oh, of the truck. Yeah, yeah those are great. They're, I love seeing that. Now, are they made specifically, or are they just taking Woody toys and stuff like that? I think they're okay, just taking, right. yeah. Um, yep. Um, the last one, too, uh, I, I did, like, kids' toys that smelled really bad, like human <laughs> and all this other stuff, but... um. I guess the funny one is water babies. I guess I don't know. If what are water babies? Uh, it's basically you put warm water in this doll, and, and it's supposed to feel like it's alive. And we would joke around putting hot chili in it. <laughs> <laughs> so you, oh my god, that's sort of creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. Wow. So right. the, the idea was the baby was supposed to feel alive. I guess so. It felt like it, it was, yeah. a, you know. Like a water birth. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Duncan. Yeah. Cheers, guys. I right, appreciate wow. it. All right. Who's in the box? One more quick call. <laughs> it's your wife's hair. <laughs> Let me go. <laughs> Let me go to Laura. Hey, Laura, good morning. Good morning. Hey, How what, is everyone? Good. What's up, Laura? <laughs> um, I just heard you talking about the Barbie head. I actually had, it was a Brooke Shields head. What? Brooke Shields' head? Oh, no, I, I yes. feel like I remember this. And what was even worse is this thing looked like it, it had hair plugs. <laughs> it didn't yes. even have, like, a full luscious head of hair to play with. It was this, like, horrible doll hair just poked in there. And it, 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 it would teach you, I guess, how to do hair, correct? Yeah. I mean, I was very little. I was maybe, like... When my family member bought it for me, so I didn't even know what the heck it was anyway. Preston, but, it's like the Barbie head. Okay. Yes, it was just like that. Oh, my what? God. I mean, these That's things disturbing. are creepy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess time period-wise, it was the early 80s, so yeah. Yeah, it, okay. Well, the first time so they weird. they did this was with the full Gene Stapleton head, the Edith Bunker head. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 So little girls Archie, could, could... I do my hair, Archie! Thanks, Laura. Nat, let me ask you a question. Do you think that, uh, you know, because you talk about these toys that are modeled after human beings, now porn stars have these fleshlights. Oh, my God, yeah. That are made. Do you think they actually mold their private parts and do that, or they just, like, take a standard? The ethical ones do. Yeah. yeah. I don't even know how you mold your privates. Well, you take a whole bunch of modeling clay, yeah. right. and you, uh, you, you That's do That's a the, good question. Yeah. Like, I a mean, guy's, I understand that, because you can, you know, right. mold around, but, like, a girl's, I don't understand Here's how. what you do. You pull it inside out, wrap the clay <laughs> around it, and then pop it back in. <laughs> no, they probably, they, they probably only mold the outside, and okay. then they, they have to improv when it gets to, yeah. you know, yeah. the interior portion of <laughs> I it. I imagine it to look something like this. But, I mean... You know, <laughs> it's like the way they build dinosaurs. They don't know everything. How drastically different do they all look to where iron? Uh, I think uh, they're all. Uh, I, I, I mean, look at we found out recently that many dinosaurs might have had some sort of a version of feathers. Like, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So For all we know, many vaginas have feathers. Yeah, they might. Dude, she had feathers down there. Really? Can you not? Well, this is my flashlight. Says. Interesting. Well, these LOL dolls—they're—they're they're, you know every year there's always something uh, where where a toy pops up and it's got something suggestive, and that happens to be the one right now. So just thought we'd share that. Uh, I want to take a break because we got B file stories. We got more coming up in a little bit. We're going to have another chance for you to win uh, tickets to see the Struts tonight. I'll tell you when to call in for those. It's a uh, live-in drive-in, Citizens Bank Park. Uh, but real quick, I also want to thank our friends at uh, Linden Italian Market for feeding us today and for catering needs. It's great. Lo- locals have been coming into Linden for years for generous portions of Linda's homemade salads and meatballs. 
and the town's favorite hoagies and sandwiches, including our signature South Philly Italian Hoagie and Linden Club. So we thank them for stopping by this morning. We're going to come back in a moment. We have a few people to talk to uh, before the show is up today. And prizes galore. Tell you about that more when we get back. Stay with us. Hey, gang, obviously, this year's been very different. No, really? You don't say. Anyway, the 15th annual I Bleed for Presidency Blood Drive is a go, but it's going to be a bit different, too. It's happening Friday, August 21st. And there will be three donation centers, the Fillmore in Philadelphia, the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center at Oaks, and the FOP Lodge in Northeast Philly. The Red Cross is always in need, but especially so during this health crisis. So make your appointment at WMMR.com now. Listen, the process is safe, and it follows all social distancing guidelines, which is why both appointments and face masks are mandatory. Register for our I Bleed for Preston and Steve blood drive. And yes, you'll get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt as our thanks. From the American Red Cross, Penn Jersey Blood Services Region, and 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. We're going to do the beef file and then we got some people to talk to. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre File. And it's brought to you by HERS. Pick up specially marked bags of HERS today for a chance to win $10,000 and take your summer to the next level. Full rules and details at summer.hers.com. HERS, forever good. We'll start with this. The Gothard Pass in the Swiss Alps is a picturesque part of the world, but it was snapped out of its peaceful slumber by an unfortunate and particularly expensive motor vehicle accident. How expensive, may you ask, You may ask? Well, the crash involved a motorhome, a Mercedes-Benz C-Class wagon, a Porsche 911 Cabriolet, and a Bugatti Chiron. Oh, my God. And uh, on its own, a new Chiron is worth at least $3 million. The total damage amounted to 3.7 million francs or over $4 million in this accident alone. So what started? What set it in motion? The report alleges that the motorhome, which was presumably slow-moving, was holding up traffic on the mountain pass. Uh, the Chiron, the, the Bugatti driver, uh, had apparently was right at the back and tried to overtake all the cars at the same time that the Porsche did which saw two cars collide. The Porsche then hit the Mercedes, and the Bugatti also hit the motorhome. <laughs> Although the 911 uh, received the worst damage, the Mercedes driver appears to have been the only one to sustain serious injuries and was later rushed to the hospital. Fortunately, no lives were lost in the accident, which could have been much worse considering the type of road that it was on. Well, oddly enough, the Herbie the Love Bug replica did just fine. Oh, good. <laughs> Uh, the Chiron sustained significant damage to the grill, front bumper, and hood. However, the 911 came off the worst uh, as much of its front end was destroyed. In the video shared on Instagram, both the Bugatti and the Porsche were shown with the front airbags having deployed. So it was a $4 million car crash. My God. Oh, we're looking at the place. footage. Yeah. It doesn't take much damage to cost you a lot of money when you're talking about supercars. Wow. A former Shippensburg University student filed a federal lawsuit against the school claiming the administrators did nothing to assist her when she told them that she was being sexually harassed by her female supervisor and assistant dean who continually pressured the student to join her in group sex. The student says her repeated refusal to engage in the sexual activity led to her termination from her graduate studies program. The student claims in January of 2019, the assistant dean approached her asking if she would engage in a menage a trois with Mm -hmm. her and a man. 
The student denied the request and soon after took her concerns to the dean of OPCDE. The lawsuit states that before she could cite any details, the dean told her that she did not want to hear about it. Following no action, the student says the sexual advances continued between two and four times a week, including showing her photographs and text messages of a sexual nature. Two to four times a week? That's what she said. Around April of that year, uh, the student and supervisor went on a business trip to Philadelphia where the student was shown more nude photos of her engaging in activities with various men. The lawsuit states... When the student replied she did not want to see the photos, she was met with extreme disappointment and warned that she could be fired from her role as a director of testing if she did not respect, obey, uh, and obey her boss, the assistant dean. Lawsuit claims the student again approached the dean to discuss the incidents during and after the trip, only for the dean to tell her that she did not want to hear it because the woman in question was her friend. And oh, okay. Later that year in August, the student again joined her supervisor on a work-related conference, this time in New Orleans. The assistant dean asked for a room key to her room in case, quote, I want to visit in the middle of the night. After firmly telling her no, the woman confronted the student in front of other attendees at the conference by yelling and cursing that she would not have a job when she returned to the campus. I'm trying to have a three-way with you. Yeah, the assistant dean told everyone that she was... No longer employed with the university. Again, the student went to the dean to tell her the events that happened on the trip, but the dean refused to hear her story. Eventually, it led to this lawsuit, which uh. is taking place. But there, are, it goes on for a while after that. But wow. she was pushing real hard. Uh, that's for this insane. Yeah, and uh, when do you when do you finally take no as an answer? That's right. You would think pretty quickly. <laughs> All right. Bay Area, this is in San Francisco. Bay Area Rapid Transit took Tatlin Town to Twitter to educate riders on airflow in their cars amid concerns about COVID-19 spread, but the controversial soon turned scatological. Bart has, that's the Bay Area Rapid Transit. That's right, it's also the sun on the Simpsons. Has been <laughs> hit hard by the pandemic. Uh, readership, ridership's on 89% drop compared to their budget projections. While this is largely due to residents working from home and not... Uh, requiring a daily commute to the city. There are also concerns about the viral spread in the car. Uh, to address these fears, Bart tweeted out schematic diagrams of the car and its filtration system. Don't have a cow, man. On Thursday. <laughs> Very topical, Tony. Claiming, yeah, I know them all. Claiming that <laughs> I do a hell of a church lady, too. <laughs> that air filtered more effectively than an office or grocery store. Now, uh, residents really wanted to know about what, uh, uh, what was a little more puerile. And somebody had tweeted saying, all we really want to know is how long will it take for the new system to filter out a fart of a fart out of the car? Uh, and uh, Bart, Bart actually uh, replied to the uh, question and more. They said about 70 seconds, maybe longer if you laid a real monster of a fart or sharted yourself. Well, so, well, that's a very comprehensive answer. Exactly. I give them credit for that. You will, definitely. Uh, the agency had replied. Crack the window so you can smell all the poop. <laughs> I got the smell of a fart in the car. Open those windows so we can smell the piles of San Francisco poop. <laughs> it's all over the streets. It's everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Thanks to Buck. Uh, later tweets uh, reassured writers that the much maligned wool cloths that were seen as... Uh, Seen as germ havens are a thing of the past. That's what you used to sit on, the wool cloth. So apparently great wool. Yeah. yeah, nice wool. And that is what I have in the bizarre file for you this morning. All right, we have a guest on the line. Uh, he was in our studio a while back Yes, uh, to talk about the uh, Eagles Autism Challenge. Uh, he's a great young man, and uh, he himself has autism. 
and he is doing what's called the Ben and Jay Show fundraiser at Rita's in Montgomeryville. And it'll be this Friday from 6 to 9 p.m. So we would like to welcome back to the program Ben Hartramp yeah. to the show. Hey, how you doing, Ben? Good to see you. Good to, it's actually for the Eagles Autism Challenge. And I can explain the show in a little bit later when we talk more into the show. Oh, okay. Excellent. And uh, what, you have it coming up on Friday? This Friday night, if you want to come on out, Rita's in Montgomeryville, right on Horsham Road. Um, we're having a fundraiser, 6 to 9 p.m., 20% of the proceeds go directly to Eagles Autism Challenge. And um, I actually started a show during the pandemic okay. um, called the Ben and Jay Show um, nice. when I worked for Access Services. And we did it out of our own hearts. And we're just looking for people to, like, understand more about autism. And we go around, we interview different people. We interview people from Hollywood. We interview people from um, – Pixar and different other people that I met. That's, That's great. Awesome. That's excellent, man. Uh, ben, what have you uh, now? You, uh, by the way, you'd mentioned. Um, now I'd mentioned earlier you have autism. Uh, who's who's your co-host on the Ben and Jay show? My co-host is Jamel Owens. He is a great, great man. He has a son with autism. Okay. He actually started a podcast called The Awesome Show, and he is a great, great. Guy. He grew up in North Philly, and he is. And his son has autism. His name is Shane. Okay. And you guys will actually be doing your show from that, Rita's? Yeah, we're doing Man on the Street. You guys are welcome to come. Nice. Uh, Listen, the, we have, the, the we have, of Rita's is enough. Yeah. <laughs> we, we have a blood drive taking place that day, so we're going to be busy with our own uh, charity event, but we're happy to send people out uh, to this as well. And uh, there's going to be some... Uh, 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 while people are purchasing, some of the proceeds are going to go to the uh, the Autism Challenge, correct? Eagles Autism Challenge, yes. Excellent, man. Hey, how's your uh, how's your summer been, uh, Ben? Good, good, good. It's been a lot of fun. We we should really stay connected. I love being on your show. It's a lot of fun. I have a lot more events coming up in the next couple of uh, next month. We actually have an event um, called the Ben and Jay Show Game Night, um, virtual game night on on September tenth. Um, I can send you more information about that as yeah, well. Yeah, please do. We'll, we'll we'll put it up on the uh, on the webpage and get the uh, get the word out. So see, that's the bet. You're staying busy. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're just looking for like funding for the show. We did it out of our own hearts, and we're just trying to get back to the community. It was my vision on my and my friends and my friend Jamal's vision on really doing a show on giving back to the community. And we're into our twenty. We're into twenty shows right now. Nice. So it's been really, really cool. What do you guys, uh, what, what do you usually talk about on the Ben and Jay show? We talk about, like, autism, and we talk with different guests. Um, we actually had, like, people from, we actually had, I don't know if you heard of Chuck Mound. He was a football coach for the Eagles. Okay. He was on my show. Nice. nice. That's excellent. He's getting, he's getting some get some damn good guests. Yeah, they're they you know, and obviously the the Eagles are a big supporter of Ben. That's really cool. All right, well, listen, man, we have we have another guest we have to get to, but we want to make sure that we got you on real quick. And and don't forget Friday night, come on out to yep. Rita's Water Rights for the for Eagles Autism Challenge. And don't forget about the Ben and Jay Show every Friday night, seven to nine, seven to eight, eight thirty. And if you want to be a guest on my show. You can send me an email, and I give you more information about our events coming up. All right, so Ben, and it's at the uh, the Rita's in Montgomeryville, which is on Horsham Road, right? Horsham Road, right on Horsham Road. And then, if anybody wants to come on out, they can say hello. All right, this Friday, six to nine p.m. Ben, good to hear from you, man. Good luck Thank with everything. You guys. All right, we'll yeah. Talk to you later. All right, he sells it like a champ. Ben's awesome. He was. Uh, I met him at. Uh, um, it was at. Um, North Penn High School. Right. 
and uh, he was really involved when he, when he was it was his senior year that I met him and he came over and introduced myself. He's like, "Hey, I want to come on your show, man." You know, yeah. he's a super nice guy. So he's doing great stuff. He's working really, really hard. That's cool. All right, we have another hardworking gentleman who is on the line, and uh, he has got uh, magic for humans at home. And I can't wait to find out what this is all about because I've loved his his projects in the past. Obviously, he's been here in our studio and done some really great. Um, mentalism stuff and and obviously sleight of hand and things like that but he he's a comedian he's a host he's and also casey he's a consultant and and let's call him a star a star of, of uh the be very very beginning of magic camp uh, which, which we've I, both watched <laughs> i watched on friday night it was good i enjoyed it i enjoyed it and i cried at the hey. end i'll tell him all about it yeah but you can find magic at uh for humans on a netflix 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 is the new service it's spinoff yeah it's yeah. the only place you can get work no come on it's on netflix <laughs> please welcome justin willman yeah, hey. Justin. How's it going? Good morning, Netflix. Netflix, <laughs> it's all the rage. And, uh, and so- Disney, Disney, please. They <laughs> <laughs> yes. all the pay services. You're rocking them all. That's pretty cool. Ah, uh, you want you, you got to diversify. Think times are weird. Yeah, times are weird. Well, you I, uh, you you cried too. I cried too at the end of uh, Magic Camp. It, I couldn't. It, it's very it. touching. I, no, I knew they were set right from the beginning when you found out that the the the, the dad was his magic idol and you everything you just knew you were going to be set up and i said i'm not going to cry and you do it it is it, it gets you i'm a sucker for and these it things feels good to cry it, it does. does well good. no it, no yeah. when when you and i don't know if i'm the only one here but when you try and hold it in it kind of hurts my throat a little bit it makes you pee pee a little and i have to hold it in <laughs> because my wife is very well aware of how easily touched I get at these movies, and she just can't wait to look over and then make fun of me for crying. She makes fun of you for crying? Uh, listen, rightfully so. You know what? Uh, right. With whole sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll do that'll it. Do. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing me here. All right, uh, so, but anyhow, but Justin, you were you were a consultant on that film? Yeah, you know, like, so the movie's called Magic Camp. They've been working on it for a while, and, and I went to Magic Camp when I was, like, 13. And so I, like, I like lived this magic nerd, you know, uh, adolescence, so, uh, which is not the why, why they reached out to me specifically. But I had this experience, and I think uh, I, I kind of consulted the writers on the script as it went through different drafts just to make sure it felt real and it wasn't kind of some Hollywood fabric- fabrication. But then the crazy part is, they had to like you know pull pull off these tricks, figure out how to actually teach these non magician actors how to look like they've been doing magic, and it was the kids were incredible. Like all the magic you see in the movie is the kids actually doing. Are it. you kidding? Because like, I, I, camera tricks. That was my that was my question right at the beginning of of all of this because I'm I'm watching I'm, my wife and I are, are watching it, and uh, they looked really adroit at what they were doing, and so they were they were actually pulling off those tricks uh, live. Yeah, they were, we started working with the kids about three months before we started shooting, and we kind of had like a little mini magic boot camp. I put together a team of magicians, and it, we just went to town. Teaching these kids the magic was so – they were like a sponge. The, the hard part was teaching, like, Jeffrey Tambor magic because it's, you know, old dog, new tricks. Yeah. It, it didn't compute, so we had to kind of keep figuring out ways uh, – 
to uh, to simplify the tricks a little bit, you know, so that he can emphasize the personality. But I'm glad you guys love it. So it, it, I, wasn't it a, I wasn't a father when we made it. We made it like three years ago, and now the ending really gets me in a new level. It caught me off guard. Oh, we, it was, a dad. It, I was like, oh. It was made three yeah. years ago? It was made three years ago. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, so uh, well, the, I, I guess they're going through everything to make sure that, you know, uh, there's, you know, as things have... We, we well, tend to... Just to show you how slow things move, yeah. we were... Well, one day I took a break from set to go to Netflix to pitch Magic for Humans. And now oh. three seasons have aired before this movie even came out. Well, oh, that's crazy. pretty wild. You know what I, I also, I find, uh, it's pretty ironic. So Jillian Jacobs is is one of the stars. It's Adam Devine and uh, Jillian Jacobs and Jeffrey Tambor are, are like, you know, the adults in the main, uh, adults in the movie. But uh, if you've ever watched a movie or a, a show called Love on uh, Netflix, she plays a character who was brought to the Magic Castle and her character hates being there. She just doesn't like magic. And I think that it's, it's really funny that she is this uh, world-class magician in Magic Camp. And, and I don't know if you, you – have, you, have you seen Love before? Did you know about that I, whole story arc? When you go to the basement and she sees the magician do a card trick, I'm that magician. Yes. Oh. Yes, you are. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> How about that for small – Yeah. <laughs> So I we, thought that's what you were brilliantly setting up. I was like, "Wow!" He, yeah, yeah, no, he, he, yeah he said he said a he wall was, with <laughs> string and push pins, and he's piecing it all together. Yeah, he prior uh, to this yeah. interview, he said, "I'm going to bring up this thing and act as if I didn't know that was Justin." Go along with it. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was the first thing that she and I talked about because you know she 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 was like, "I feel bad. All my roles are me." You know, making fun of magicians, so she's finally able to, well, you know, make it right for for adults who like. I don't have kids, and I'm. I mean, I watch The Descendants. I watch all this stuff because I'm. I, I don't. There's must. There's something seriously wrong with me, but I find all this stuff wonderful. And in this case, uh, there is there they, they they play a lot on the like the Las Vegas magicians uh, in Magic Camp, and and uh, you know David Blaine and David Copperfield, and on, and there's a whole um, the, uh, the the opening credits have a whole series of Doug Henning and great magicians. Uh, were there any other magicians that were set to participate in it, or did you work with any other magicians to get the kids up to speed? Well, I kind of put together a crack team because, you know, like I have, I mean, there's so many different specialties in magic to 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 kind of to wrap your head around and right. master it. You know, and I'm, I'm good. I'm a jack of certain trades, but like the main character, you know, we, we kind of wrote this. They call it cardistry, which is when it's not like card tricks necessarily, but it's when you can kind of do all these crazy cuts and shuffles and it looks like, you know, like they're just watching uh, like a beautiful choreographed dance. That's not my forte. So I put together a couple a couple dudes who are the best magicians in the world to teach him that cardistry just so that he didn't look like a dingus like me doing it. So just, and then uh, just a couple they, guys with big illusions. Yeah. They, they, so Jeffrey Tambor in the beginning breaks down the, the, the different categories of magic. Is that is that truly the way magic is broken down for professionals like like illusion, I'm, restoration? Yeah, there escape. Pretty, it was pretty spot on. You know, like there's seven different types of magic. So you know, you can make something appear, disappear, float, teleport, le- uh, levitate, change colors. Uh, penetration is a whole genre of magic. And story. adult films. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so he he was able to break it down. Yeah, so you kind of get a peek behind the curtain, which I think is nice. You kind of get to see a little bit of how the sausage is made. All right, so when you went to Magic Camp, how long did you go for? And was it, you know, like a standard camp with cabins and lakes and and woods and stuff? 100% standard camp. Uh, You do all the normal kid stuff. 
uh, but I brought like twelve doves with me. <laughs> is it <laughs> so? Like I've got twelve doves next to my bunk. Well, what kid doesn't bring doves to camp? Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you get hungry, yeah, <laughs> you never know. It had it. So my impression was that it's almost like a real Hogwarts. Like it's uh, you know, like it's has a Harry Potter element to it. Was that what it was like? It, uh, absolutely, absolutely does. You know, in the in the movie, there's a funny line where they say, uh, you know, at Magic Camp. Uh, you don't have to be afraid to be the weird one because here we're all the weird ones. Yeah, you know? and it's true. Even the bullies are nerds. Uh, is a line <laughs> in the movie, which, which I sadly can relate to. It's kind of Hogwartsy, but what I love is you know Harry Potter movies are full of the CGI. Now you see me; it's very CGI, and something about this feels. It feels like uh, you know when you watch it, it feels attainable as a kid. I hope it inspires kids to want to take on magic because it feels like something that is is possible yes all right what about uh magic for humans which by the way your third season that's out on netflix but you're going to be doing this at home to tell us a little bit about that well so i you know like i i was supposed to be on tour all summer and i'm itching i really miss that connection with people and you know blowing their minds so i've been experimenting with doing shows over zoom for the past couple months and it's incredible if you kind of restructure and re- did we lose him? I think we lost him. No, Justin, he disappeared. This is yeah, a trick. Yeah. Oh, we lost you for a second, Justin. Go <laughs> oh, ahead. He I disappeared. disappeared. <laughs> How do you do that? No, I just, I just miss performing. So I've built a little, a little like homemade studio in my dining room and put together a show that just plays really great over Zoom. So okay. it's kind of a fun experiment to give people anywhere in the world a chance to like sit down, have an hour, one hour live show with their family where it's interactive, like literally blow their minds, you know, through the screen and uh, and kind of get that connection that I think we're all craving. Yeah, so, and it's sold out uh, for, for the next few weekends. And, yeah, and I think the that... show sold out really quick. And, I, you know, I think, I think people just, people are aching for, you know, something fun to do that's not just turning the TV on again. Yeah, we, we, we just did. We had uh, the comedian Burt Kreischer uh, in town Sunday night, and he, we, he there was a live-in drive-in. He did a comedy show, basically in a drive-in sort of scenario. And you're right, people are chomping at the bit to get back to some sort of interaction, live entertainment. And so th- this is great. I, I don't know if we asked you, but are you, are you seeing any signs of magic capability uh, in, in, uh, in, in the young one? Oh, man, I'm seeing the opposite. He, <laughs> it, he, it's like he's bullying me and making fun of me for being a magician. Uh, Even my, my son, he's he's 20 months years old, 20, 20 months old, and he, you know, just kind of won't even watch a five-second trick finish. He's, he's more concerned with balls or playing in the water or something. And uh, But it's, it's, it's inspiring me at least to either be a better dad or a better magician or just pick a new career. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it's, you're, you're perfectly suited for this, obviously. And there, there's all levels of inventiveness that are required to be a magician, so you're, you're adapting. I wanted to ask you, David Blaine announced a, uh, a stunt, which he hasn't done in a long time, this, this balloon. Uh, he's going to kind of a la up float over, I guess, the East River um uh in in new york yeah. and uh did you did you see the uh the description of what he's I, about i saw the descriptions it's like uh i i mean i love it i hope i don't cry like i did in up just watching him <laughs> yeah. float away uh i hope i hope it works in as a success i mean i love david i love, he never does the same thing twice he's always kind of he always keeps people talking about him he's just he's a strange bird but he's a brilliant man so yeah Let's hope. Let's hope it's not too windy. I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Don't blow it. I don't yeah. know. Um, 
We'll see. All right. Well, listen, Justin, we'll, we'll point people in the direction uh, for Magic for Humans at home. Where's the best place to get all the, you the can, you details? You can get tickets at justinwillman.com. All right, awesome. justinwillman.com. All right, cool, man. Hopefully, in the very near future, we will see you back here in our studio again soon, sir. Guys, I can't wait. All right, man. Good to talk wait. to you. Justin Thanks, Willman, guys. Have a good one, man. Good luck with everything. He's great. He's excellent. He really is. All right. We have to take a break. We're going to do that very thing. Come back in just a moment. Don't forget that uh, it's Tattoos Day today. That has returned. Text word tattoo to 39333. You might win a $350 gift certificate for floating world tattoo piercing. We'll be back in a moment. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. In a little bit, more tickets to see Struts. That show is tonight. Weather's cooperating wonderfully. 85 degrees, low humidity. You shall enjoy. We will have those tickets. Stay close. We have a few things we're going to give away. Uh, and we're going to do that right now with a lesson question. We're going to give away a digital download of Batwoman, the complete first season. Hmm. If you can answer this question correctly. Nick, who once lived in L.A. and worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car, has a new nickname. What is it? It was said quickly this morning. 215-263-WMFR. Let's see if you know. It's also the name of a movie. All right. So Nick, who once lived in L.A. and worked for uh, Enterprise Rent-A-Car, has a new nickname. What is it? 215-263-WMMR. If you were listening, you heard. Give us a call now. We're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right. Let's get some stories, please. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, Amber Heard catching backlash for an outfit she wore while visiting a mosque in Istanbul on Saturday. A local imam stressed they were not trying to be overly critical, but would have preferred she not wear her tube top, bikini bottom, and stiletto heels. Yeah. Hey! Playful brother and sister trash talking on Instagram after Kim Kardashian quoted a line from Scarface, only to have brother Rob comment, quote, Stop playing. You've never even seen Scarface. Kim immediately volleyed back saying, quote, Why don't you shut your fat loser ass, dickhead? Oh, wow. my God. Okay. And finally, LeBron James gave an emotional speech to the cast and crew on the last day of shooting for the Space Jam reboot. James began to tear up, saying he had no idea what kept driving him on to do another Space Jam movie because the first one stunk. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood trip. All righty, let's go to the phones. Uh, Nick once lived in L.A., worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car, has a new nickname, and what is that? And I'm going to go to, well, it's Nick who's on the line, see if he knows. Hey, Nick, good morning. Good morning. All right, Nick, what is Nick's new nickname? Jimmy Hollywood. Jimmy, yes. And I said Nick three times. Yes, so you did. Change, didn't I? You got it in the nick of time. Uh, hang on, Nick. We're going to get your info, and we are going to give you a digital download of Batwoman, the complete first season after Batman disappears. Gotham is in chaos and in need of a new savior. Enter Kate Kane, a dangerous and outspoken woman who must provide hope to the city as Batwoman. Only now in digital, Blu-ray, and DVD. Let's get to music news. Now, Preston and Steve's music news on 93.3 WMMR. What the All right, music news this morning. Brought to you by Blue... Uh, Blue Emu? No, oh. Burke Brothers. I almost said oh. Blues Brothers Landscaping. <laughs> We're on a mission to clean up your yard. <laughs> on a mission from God. Uh, Burke Brothers Landscaping has an immediate need for an experienced hardscape foreman 
who wants to earn a competitive salary and work with the award-winning landscape design and build firm. For more information, visit BurkeBrothers.com. I'm having a problem with eyes translating to mouth, and I just can't can't get it right. I have my goddamn glasses glasses on. Maybe it's time to get that prescription rechecked. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to move on. (laughs) Shine Down has broken a Billboard record. The band has the most number one uh, number ones on the mainstream rock songs airplay chart. Uh, Floyd Van's latest single, Atlas Falls, has become the sixteenth number one on the ranking. That's an amazing record. Yeah, they uh, record record as in record. uh, They were previously tied. With three... I thought you were talking about record. Yeah, not the record. record. Okay. The other record. Uh, they were previously tied with Three Days Grace, who currently have 15 number ones. Uh, Brent Smith told Billboard, myself, Barry, Zach, and Eric are beyond humbled. Atlas Falls represents so many emotions, especially now. Uh, the success of this song would have never been achieved if it wasn't for the audience, the fans, family, and the people. Atlas Falls was released in 2020 after initially being recorded during the sessions for the group's 2012 album, Amaryllis. We are humbled to Blues Brothers. Yes. Uh, Lincoln Park songs have been made available to listen while you play the popular rhythm game Beat Saber, uh, which is a VR game. We have it. It is so much fun. Is it fun? It yeah. is a lot of fun, Steve. Yeah, you it, you get kind of caught up in it. That's probably the only one I haven't played then. It's it's kind of like um, it's like a dance dance revolution type of thing okay. where you, you do things to the beat and uh, you you essentially you have a lightsaber and these objects are coming at you and you have to slice them. That's cool. And you do it to the beat of the music, but it gets moving really For fast, fast yeah. and it's pretty wild. So uh, eleven of the band's tracks are in the game. The songs that are included in the game are "Bleed It Out," "Breaking the Habit," "Faint," "Giving Up," uh, "In the End," "New Divide." Numb, one step closer, paper cut, somewhere I belong, and what I've done. Apocalyptica's new single, Talk to Me, will feature special guest Lizzie Hale of Hailstorm. Uh-huh. The Finnish cello rockers will release the track on Friday. Uh, Apocalyptica's latest studio album called Cello uh, was their first completely instrumental album in 17 years. The project was released in January. And their previous albums have featured special guests, including Gavin Rossdale from Bush and Corey Taylor of Slipknot and Stone Sour. So Lizzie Hale lending her voice. Green Day frontman Billy Joe Armstrong spoke candidly with his personal mental health, or I'm sorry, yeah, about his mental health issues, and revealed that he suffered a form of midlife crisis, but at the tender age of 20. He said, I didn't think I was going to live that long. It's something that's always been in my head, whether it's people dealing with PTSD or like everybody got a part of their brain that has a part of their brain that is neurotic or maybe even paranoid or bipolar or they have a personality disorder. We talked about the phenomenon of the quarter life crisis a while yeah. back. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's I think thing. It's true. Yeah, absolutely. So he's he's just coming clean with all of it right now. Wolfgang Van Halen has recently taken a beating for a number of completely innocuous innocuous oh, blues brother innocuous blues brother posts no innocuous posts <laughs> which slam his music his appearance and especially the decision by his father and uncle Alex to replace uh, Michael Anthony on bass when Van Halen reformed with David Lee Roth in 2007 Wolfgang had tweeted just vacuum my living room and couch cushions like I'm some kind of adult or something which prompted a troll to post, who cares? You're just a nepotism freak. Oh, come on. I know. Give the guy a break. 
And he answered by writing, and then he corrected him because the guy wrote your, yeah. Y-O-U-R, as opposed to Y-O-U apostrophe. Right, yeah. you are. Yeah. So he, he uh, oh. corrected him on that. He said, insult me with proper grammar, please. Your mother would be very disappointed. It's the worst when somebody insults you and they haven't made a mistake, and you're like, oh, there's nothing I can say Wish here. they made a mistake. <laughs> he says, also... You think you're so smart. Also, while we're on the topic, can anyone come up with some kind of insult that doesn't involve nepotism slash living in the shadow slash fat jokes? I feel like that horse has been dead for quite some time. I'm starting to feel like the people who hate me aren't very creative. Is he uh, of a more portly? Yeah. Yep. Okay. I didn't realize that. Uh, Wolfgang recently posted a string of tweets with no explanation designed to perhaps annoy or mock his followers. The tweets read... Reply to this tweet if you're cool. Quoting doesn't count, you sneaky stinkers. <laughs> wow, nobody is going to reply to this tweet. Guess I'm the only cool one here. Oh, gosh, I'm just so cool. Look at how cool and not sad this is. And don't reply to this tweet if you're cool. So I don't know what that's all about. Okay. <laughs> See, social media really can enrich your soul. Right? <laughs> uh, there's a story in Rolling Stone about a local guy named Pat Finnerty. Uh, Finnerty. A uh, 40-year-old Scranton native, he lives in Philly now, who's made his name in the area with some bands like uh, OK Patty and the Money Notes and the Tom Petty Associ- Appreciation Band. Uh, he's been in Philly for the last 10 years or so, and he did this interesting thing where he did an Instagram live um, show, if you will, and essentially it was the aim to get Dave Grohl to come on with him. He called it a Grohlathon, and it worked. Yes, we're going to have him on the show tomorrow. Yeah, I believe uh, to talk a little bit about it. But we have a little clip that we can play now. Yeah, he stayed on for nine hours. He was going to do twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, and it, and it took nine hours, and Dave got on with him, and we'll find out tomorrow how it all happened. Right. But here's a clip of them uh, together. No, so I have a bunch of friends over at my house right now, and we just opened this gigantic bottle of wine that I got for my fiftieth birthday twenty years ago. Okay. And this friend of mine, he's like, "There's this." thing going on right now and he starts explaining to me and i was like yeah let's wait a little while and we'll call him later we'll drink a bunch of wine and then yeah. i'm like how long have they been on he's like nine hours i'm like we gotta call him now <laughs> it's been I, dave I, I appreciate it uh, and then so, there was another clip when they the, he wanted him to the whole aim was for him to play money for nothing right from uh, dire straits and to have dave sing the sting part i want my mtv uh but it ended up dave playing drums and uh, and it was a little jam session they had. Is that what this next clip this is? This is just him doing the, the MTV, the, the part of I, oh, okay. Money for Nothing. All right, here we go. Now, the whole idea is that you, to sing the sting part, I'm Money for Nothing. Okay. So I'm going to just play a G minor, right? Yeah. And then... I want my, I want my, I want my MTV. That's it. That's it. That's all you wanted? That's all you wanted? And they got him to do it. So pretty awesome story, and we will talk to him uh, tomorrow. Yeah, so I've um, been corresponding with him, and he actually, I believe he he jams or plays in a band with, you guys remember Elise Brown. I do. Yeah, her husband is a a drummer. His name's Patrick Berkery. He uh, actually has played with the War on Drugs. And so, um, so I guess he he is in a band with the, with this other guy named Patrick as well. 
And so we were kind of going back and forth, and we'll, we'll get this guy on tomorrow. It's kind of cool. I mean, uh, it's very cool. Yeah. yeah, to do something like that, creative, and reach out. These things just don't happen. No. Yeah. All right. And then one last thing, uh, MMR rocks Seether Locked and Live. It's an exclusive live stream concert and album release show. And it's coming up on Sunday, August 30th at 3 p.m. And they're celebrating the highly anticipated release of the eighth studio album, Civis Pacem Parabellum. Uh, if you want peace, prepare for war. So that's what that means. We know uh, that from John Wick. We did? Yeah. Well, John I know Wick there's Par- an album called Parabellum, or I mean a movie called Parabellum. No, but they, they, they spell it out in no uncertain terms. Prepare for war? Prepare for war if you want peace. Uh, ticket packages on sale now at com, and you can listen to Sarah all this week who's in for Jackson and your chance to win some tickets. And speaking of winning tickets, I got the last set right now. Yeah. Struts tonight in concert. And uh, if you are caller number 27... You get the tickets. Good for four people, by the way. It's one car, maximum of four people, and you get to rock out in the comfort of your own vehicle. So let's get you on board right now. Call number 27-215-263-WMMR. It is yours. We're going to take a break, and we're going to be back in just a moment. Get ready to wrap it. I'll tell you about the Word of the Week prize. We also got to give away our Tattoos Day prize, too, so stay there. 93.3 WMMR presents Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month, Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. Celebrating our area's best talent, bringing it to you on air, online, and in the community. Hear and see more at WMMR.com, keyword Local Shots. Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. Jackson's Local Shots Artist of the Month. Sponsored by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. You know, the uh, Happy Days is being shown on MeTV at 6.30 in the evening. I yeah. saw yesterday as I was flipping through channels and Happy Days was on. I didn't bring myself to click on it, though. Navy... Stick with that. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> Listen, all those shows that I hold so dear from my childhood, I know. Yeah. For the most part, if I went back and watched, I'd be like, what was I thinking? I'll tell you what. that still... was the entertainment at the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Laverne and Shirley? Yeah. That, still good? That, that is aged well. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of... Uh, listen, I'll always love the show, yeah, Happy Days, but it's... It's it's best to, you know... Yeah. I remember one, yeah. one time I'd saw... i had seen a... Uh, uh, it might have been it looked on YouTube, but it was an episode of Chico and the Man. Oh, my God. And I was like... I used to watch that all the time. I did, too, and I loved it as a kid. It was uh, Freddie Prinze. Yeah, and, and uh, Jack Albertson. Yeah, and, and I remember looking at, at the production going, this is horrible. <laughs> it just this looks terrible. terrible. Yeah. I mean, really, with Happy Days, what gets me, and my wife really never watched it. And we watch. I, you know, I st- of course, I still check it out and put it on. But every event of any kind, all took place at the diner. Yeah. Concerts. Yep. Graduations. All of it. Instead of just building, they didn't even need to build a second set. It didn't matter. Yeah. Everything <laughs> took yeah. place in the, they either, the diner. They were either at, at the house or... or the, the diner. The, the diner. diner. Yeah. yeah. Or sometimes they would go to uh, Howard's or hardware store. Uh, what was Very it? rarely. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes they would be in... Who do you call it? Fonzie's, Fonzie's apartment. apartment that was upstairs. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but a lot of those shows had a basic set. All in the family. Right. I love Lucy. Yeah. I mean, they had Very a centerpiece. So. Mm-hmm. You know, living room or 
office space or, you know. But you wouldn't see, like, like they wouldn't perform, um, we were talking about the uh, Joey Stivics, the baby's bris at Al's diner, you know. This is um, true. Uh, yeah, they did all the events at Al's. Yeah. <laughs> Everything. Dude, he yep. was probably raking it in. That guy was probably <laughs> so I mean, Casey, yeah. weddings. Uh, I, Concerts, yeah. talent searches, rallies, rallies, yep. mm-hmm. everything. Yep. Yeah, he was the manja uh, of of happy days. <laughs> he truly was. Oh, that was Pat Morita too, wasn't no, well, it? And then, first it was Al, and then eventually Del Vecchio. Al Vecchio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was Al first, and then Pat Morita. Arnold's. 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 That's okay. right. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Hi, Pierre. Good morning. How you doing? <laughs> Fine, thank you. Real quick, I want to thank uh, Justin Wilman for being on the show this morning. Magic for Humans at Home. He's a really great guy. Very, very funny. I also want to thank uh, Dietz and Watson uh, and Linden Italian Market for bringing by the goodies today. The and food is sensational. You can get your takeout order today from your local Real Philly Deli and support local businesses. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. And uh, Linden Italian Market is in Northeast Philly. They are open for takeout, and you can taste four generations of family recipes made with love and show your support for local businesses, realphillydeli.com. So thank you once again. Oh, and also I do want to mention uh, Ben Hartranft, who is on Young Man, has autism, super uh, energetic guy. He is doing this fundraiser at Rita's in Montgomeryville on Friday from 6 to 9, benefiting the Eagles Autism Challenge, and he's doing his, his podcast show, his Ben and Jay show, and they're doing a fundraiser. Good for so him. Stop by and help out if you can. Um, how was your week? Or wait, yeah, I would say weekend. Yeah, did you work yesterday? We were off yesterday. Uh, I did work, yes. Okay. Um, I, but I love the best, best precedents, Steve, because I either hear pieces that I remember or, uh, new pieces. And yesterday, uh, about this time was the, um, chewed pen investigation. (laughs) And uh, as usual, Marissa does such a marvelous job of putting some of these uh, things together. But uh, the whole investigation uh, and every air staff member called in saying, no, it wasn't me. It was, it was. And then eventually the culprit was found who was tall. Uh, (laughs) And we found his stash of pens. It was like a dog hiding his bones. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It was like under the carpet. Thing is, apparently Jackie now comes in with with this with this shield on that he doesn't take off. In addition to the gloves, and this is a pretty safe place, but um, he's he's a little nervous. So, all right, everybody's got their own level of comfort. But sure. um, I does he wear a face shield? Yes, yeah. oh, that's does. what okay. I mean. Yeah, okay. In addition to the mask, he's wearing now a face shield and gloves, and they've pretty much shown that gloves all it really does is spread stuff around it really doesn't do much to to assist you but if you feel more comfortable so be it um all right so he texts you every day probably oh yes and seven times all, a okay day. so Eight he's times. been doing this thing lately where he just sends me he texts me random pictures right and uh, i guess he knows i like football but he'll send me a picture of like a, a, a guy on the chicago bears from like 1977 with like no reference to anything. Yeah. This guy was on the Bears in 1977. Yeah. Well, Case, I get the pictures with no reference okay. all the time. And what, I, All right, so what are yours? Mine usually? was a screenshot of my best friend because she posted on Instagram. Okay. So I guess he wanted to make sure I saw it. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but I do have a present for Jackie that I brought home from him. Uh, yes. So I, I think he's going to be pretty excited when he gets it. You know how, how Jackie gets if you call him or text him or... Yeah. Bring him a present. Should we present it to him on the air no, or he, something? No, he knows what it is. So uh, okay. the, in Montauk, there is the Memory Motel, which uh, the oh. Rolling Stones apparently stayed at or wrote a song at or something. It, some a connection. a great Stone song, Memory Motel. Um, so That's got to be it. 
So he, uh, I get him a T-shirt um, maybe like every other year. So there was a new T-shirt okay. out there. So wow. I got it for him. Nice. So cool. Uh, anyway, it was it was um, it was fun. Nice. Uh, he texts me. He sends me pictures of forty fives. <laughs> okay. Uh, from nineteen, you know. Sure. He sends me stuff too. I've forgotten what he sends. Me. I, 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 I kind of love the stuff he sends. It's, no, it's, I love yeah, it. It's almost like a, like a bizarre psychological <laughs> test. Yeah. It, when you look at this picture, what do you see? Rorschach. 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 Yeah. yeah. Rorschach. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Letter. Yeah, let's do the letter. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter. L as in letter. All right, and you have four of those letters to uh, keep track of. And we are going to give away on Friday uh, a Mermaid Spirits distillery basket with six bottles of their products. Wow. And over $100 in distillery merch, including, and stick with me, this is a lot of copy here, logo pint glasses, Len Karen whiskey tasting glasses, a logo hoodie, and more. Six total bottles, including each of their three distinctive styles of rum, their trademark forbidden dry vodka, McComish single malt American whiskey, and their D.B. Johnston straight bourbon perfect neat or on the rocks with the mermaids. Must be at least 21 years of age to win. Located in Huntington Valley at the intersection of Davisville and County Line Road. Visit mermaidspirits.com for all things mermaid. Enjoy responsibly. Direct shipping available throughout Pennsylvania. I mean, you're going to be pretty set up with that. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. So uh, we'll give that away on Friday, which is all good. Um, yes. couple of things. Just uh, I, I've, um, First of all, Preston made me a drum solo. <laughs> Uh, which is absolutely brilliant, and you put it on your Twitter. Yes. Uh, and he took uh, the, the sign-off that I, um, uh, that you guys, it wasn't intended as a sign-off, but the phrase. No, that was the other one. Uh, it was he, a hey, Good to have you on oh, the okay. bebop, da ba ga 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 wa ba ba Everybody's gonna have you on the good to have you on the baba to da ba to baba ga bop it up. I can't say it. I know you can, <laughs> even though I said it. And Preston did a drum, uh, a, an accompanying drum piece to it. It's absolutely brilliant. So I'm going to re uh, Twitter that. Oh, thank you. Uh, it's just so cool. Thank I you for that. that. Secondly of all, I just wanted to ask you about how Bert Kreischer went uh, because I'm hosting the Struts tonight, and so I'm curious. Did you guys go on stage? Yes. Were, uh, because so I'll, I'll explain how it works because we were a little confused about that as well because as people are sitting in their cars they have their radio on there's a special FM frequency that they can hear it through in the parking lot only and uh, the microphone that you'll get goes directly to that and okay. so but we got up on the stage okay. uh, to talk to people and Steve and I did several announcements we were there a couple hours ahead of time so it takes a while for those cars to get in and get in place right. so as they're arriving. We would get up and make announcements and tell people, you know, the rules and things to expect. And we also promoted some stuff about the show and so on. And uh, there there are monitors on the on the stage, uh, but there wasn't like a big booming sound system that goes out into the crowd. You hear it on your radio. Wow. So I'll tell you, the setup, though, they Preston, can hear you. They can hear you just fine. Oh, the stage is The fantastic. stage is excellent. They really raised it up high, so it's good. Uh, you'll walk around and see a lot of our, our friends from Live Nation and stuff. It has a really solid concert feel. And Preston, you'll agree, we were really impressed with the, with how they have it uh, done. So when he's actually, when he was doing his, his bit and when the band, are you saying there's no public address system? So there's, there's a little no, bit. There's no big PA system, no. Okay. Yeah. There's, wow. I mean, when, when I was, when I got out of my car and walked over to go to the bathroom, I couldn't really hear 
exactly wow. what Bart was saying. Now, I could hear it coming out of other people's cars. Fascinating. But that's the way it's supposed to. Right. That's how they've got it set up. Right. And it sounded great. See, uh, because as I had Luke Spiller on uh, last week uh, to talk about the change date, which is tonight, and some tickets uh, still remain. And the the thing is, he's such a <clears throat> he gets a crowd so involved. I said, you you might have this is their first one of these that they're doing tonight. I said it might be a slight challenge for you to not have everybody jump up and down and then sit down and then left side sing and right side sing. Right, but we could hear. The crowd applauding, oh, and wow. laughing. Okay. So you, you hear the reaction from okay. the crowd. Excellent. Uh, so they'll get did, that. They'll get that feel for it. I didn't know if people honked their horn or flashed their lights. <laughs> they were encouraged to not honk their horns okay. because this was, you know, a, a comedy show, and Bert's talking. It's oh, dialogue. Right. Right. Um, so you flash your lights. Okay. For applause, uh, but I don't know what they're going to do music-wise. I don't know if they'll encourage horn honking or not. I, the, they have they have pre-thought everything as far as that, and so we're saying, and you may want to encourage uh, uh, Pierre as they if they're coming down, if you can come down with your one of your friends, if they have a convertible or a pickup truck or a, something that allows like a van that opens up at the back that allows that. It, it was really kind of a cool, chill. Feeling right, wow. Preston, with the people just relaxing yeah, and great. having a good time. I'm so yeah. glad it went well. So, uh, on the program today, we've got a block of the struts uh, for the live in drive in. Brent Porsche and I will be there this evening and we'll be uh, calling into Jackie Bam Bam. Uh, we got workforce blocks of Lincoln Park and Janice Joplin, and it's Double Shot Tuesday. By the way, if you are going to that show, uh, we do have a list of, of tips for you heading to the show. Oh, you cool. can go to WMMR.com and get that information. Uh, let me thank our sponsors. President Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. You can, uh, by the way, the official coffee of the President Steve Show. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, Fresh Foods, Local Flavors, and brought to you by Wilmington University. Oh, and congratulations, by the way, to our Tattoos Day winner. Aha! Uh-huh. And that is James Koch, who is from Boothwin, Pennsylvania. Won a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. And they are located at 1729 South Street in Philadelphia. If you want some artwork samples, you can visit them uh, at floatingworldtattoos.com or go to at floatingworldtattoos on Instagram. Tomorrow on our program is a Wednesday. Fox Good Day. We'll do that. We'll have a secret text word. Big J Okerson is checking in after his little incident last week. <laughs> we want to hear all about that. <laughs> and comedian Roy Wood Jr. as well as we're going to get the guy uh, Pat Finnerty uh, who had that little hookup with uh, Dave, Dave Grohl, Grohl. Yeah. on as well. So well, those things and more. That is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow, gang. Bye-bye. The Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. My name's Todd. Todd Rock Dingle. And I'm taking poop in your bed. Not just any poop. A big puke. Because, well, I love you. Next message. Man, what a great comedy show. That was a great invention. Whoever thought of it, it was awesome. Preston and Steve rock. Next message. If you pull in front of me, I don't want any of that. Oh, well, I'm going to slow down now because I'm in front of you now. So, haha. No, you speed up. If you pull in front of me, go! The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.